The following episode of TOEFOP is classified M.A. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, sexual references, a sex scene, prison rape, time travel, and mild coarse language. TOEFOP advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15. Minors must be accompanied by a parent or guardian. This is John Deke speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. That's awesome. Is it a gritty reboot? We've been talking about Batman, like usual. <laughs> World was Light. It's free, you know. I travelled through time. Totally. Totally. That's sexual. Happy mates. Well, you're on a lazy Susan. It's a total fact. fact. The father of the and the holy toast. Fire up the fucking flux capacitor. Let's get guns. <laughs> now, this is Tofop. Everyone relax, miss. I'm Charlie Clawson. Uh, I'm Will Anderson. I was so amused by your everyone relax <laughs> that I forgot that I was meant to do something. It there. sounds like it's a bit of a point of relaxmus, right? Triple Xmas. Uh, I relaxmus with three X's at the end. Yeah, yeah, that's how I saw it in my head. There's got to be a lot of Christmas porn, right? Uh, I'd say there'd be some. I mean, there's got to be. Like, there's there's got to be Christmas themed everything else. Christmas themed porn. There's got to be like all the porn sites must do like. There's no there, like, uh, here's how I put it. I if saw Mummy blowing Santa Claus. If you go to Pornhub and yeah. you go to categories, I don't think there's a Christmas category. Really? No. For people only come once a year? Nah. Ho, 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 fop. Santa's not the only one with a full sack. Yeah, right. <laughs> coming down a chimney. That's how you'd finish it. The money shot is just coming down a chimney. <laughs> you know, I've been um, uh, staying with uh, friends who have uh, a, a kid. Uh, like not quite one years old and um, one years, one year old. One year old. One yeah. years. I'm from Brooklyn. <laughs> one years old. It's one years old. This it's kid, like, this paisan is not even one years old. There's no even one years old. <laughs> um, and they. Uh, I can't do accents, but I can almost do that. <laughs> you sound a bit like a mosquito. It's a pretty funny. easy way to just. <laughs> uh, so they've, they've gone the whole, whole Christmas tree presents and stuff. And so uh-huh. me and his dad were talking about Christmas and he grew up in Scotland and so, you know, talking about growing up with white Christmas and stuff. And I talked about like hot days and barbecues and stuff. And then we said, okay, best Christmas present ever. And so he was like, oh, you know, I got this, uh, uh, when Terminator 2 came out, it was this toy where it was like the mold of the T-800, the Arnie Terminator. So in the, the, in the mold, there was like a little, um, you know, uh, 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 exoskeleton or whatever the, 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 you know, the skeleton's called in Terminator. Exoskeleton? The, sure. Yeah, the silver skeleton. That's good. Exoskeleton. That'll do. So then you would pour this goo. I mean, I feel like that's right. But even if it isn't right, it sounds better than whatever I could come up with. So <laughs> let's go with exoskeleton. Yeah. The battle armor, the battle skeleton. Oh, yeah, okay. Sure. So then you would put this thing in a mold and you'd pour this goo in and then you'd let the goo set. And when it came out, it would be like an Arnie mold around this thing. And so as you're playing with it, you could tear off chunks of its flesh. Like happened in the movie. Oh my god! How cool is that, right? Which is also how Arnie actually gets dressed in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> he wakes up as a gelatinous blob, and they just like they put him into a mold. Yeah, and so then I said, "Oh well, I reckon my best present ever was uh, we were into He Man, uh, the Master of the Universe." Yeah, yeah. So I got uh, skeleton. I, I have the power. Yes, that's right. Yeah, uh, a young man, uh, Adam, first man, oh, Prince of Eternia. Really? Was he the first man? Is that no? What, I don't what think was, he's first man. What was but... the history of He Man? What was the mythology? What was the gritty reboot? If we were going to do a He-Man, because surely that's a movie. Because they've made a He-Man movie. I remember that. Yeah, but, surely, but that went off. That went off canon. I'm pretty sure. Surely you could do a like a, a He-Man reboot. Oh, now. they've been, this they've, is been like the they've been discussing right? it for ages. There's yeah. actually it's, it's almost got up a couple of times because it's kind of what it is essentially is Thor. 
It's basically like sci-fi mythology, sci-fi mixed with a bit of Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, right. That's what it is. Um, I can't remember the exact mythology, but he's a prince, Prince Adam, who has uh, the uh, the sword of Grayskull, and when yeah. he holds it aloft and says, says, by, by the, the power, power of Grayskull, Grayskull, I have the power, he turns into a bondage queen. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, turns into a super muscular dude, and he's, um, oh, he his, in- timid, his timid uh, uh, stallion, which is this cat called Gringer, a yellow tiger, Hang on, becomes the mighty battle cat. So his cat turns into a battle cat. I, yeah, which I, he can ride into battle. Like prior to that, it's like a wimpy kind of like pet. And then, like you know, he turns it into that'd like be a awesome. If I could like turn green my, tiger, turn our three cats, get the three cats, I'd be like, uh, out of my three cats, like it'd be like, okay, which ones would be better for battle? Well, firstly, like uh, I guess Ziggy, uh, like who's our cat who's never had a problem. Ziggy's like one of those cats that's never had an injury. But he's never a, had a. Here's a point, Cringer. Yeah. Before uh, you know the transformation would happen, Cringer was like a kind of wussy cat. That was okay. his personality. It was only when he got turned into the mighty battle cat right. that he became fearsome. So okay. which of your cats is more like Cringer? Right. Um, well, I guess Tip, who today when the gardeners came, ran over to the neighbours and hid. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's definitely Cringer. Cringer right. is the mighty battle cat. Right. And you are He-Man. <laughs> okay. Well, that's all right. I'm happy with that. So he's Prince of the Land of Eternia. Okay. Which yep. is kind of How like... How long has that been around for? I don't know. Let's say billions of years. <laughs> Well, it depends because there are some. There is a religious sect uh, yeah. on this planet who believe that the uh, planet's only six thousand years old. Right. That uh, most scientists on the planet saying the dinosaurs' bones have been found under Eternia. Yeah. It'd be great if it was like one of those modern day cities, like there's like you know one of those uh, purpose built like suburban cities that like in a in a city where there's urban sprawl yeah. and like you know the forest lakes or like something mm. like that, and it was just like it's where do you guys summer. live? Eternia. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, that new building where all the houses look the same. It's like 19 McMansions. Yeah. Eternia. <laughs> I'm in Eternia South. Eternia Hills. Eternia? I always thought it sounds like a gay nightclub. Eternia. And oh, I always yeah, thought yeah, that yeah. maybe, I always felt... Like I mean, there is a gay undertone to the whole story, right? Don't you reckon? I, yeah. 100% I reckon He raises some his sword stuff. aloft and he says, I have yeah, the power. Yeah, he holds aloft his, his magic mighty sword, sword yeah. and, uh, and declares, I have the, the power, power of Grayskull. Yeah. I have the power. Right. And then like his his his, his little cat. Um, his cat becomes a mighty battle cat. He's also wearing armor, so he right. becomes like a like bondage a bear, cat. Like yeah. A bondage cat. Yeah. Um his best friend is a, a guy called Man at Arms, who again is a fetishist. He's just covered in all kinds of like headgear and a mask and all that kind of shit. Man at arms? Man at arms. His name is Man at Arms. Well, what is it called? What's the military position called? The Man, I don't know. Man at arms. Yeah, sure. It's, it's that... like chief. It's like chief military officer. Man at arms. Right. Man of arms. No, no. no. <laughs> well, how can we be this fucking dumb? And we're both virtually middle aged, and we don't know what it's called. Well, this is this is not good enough. Are you thinking about the Ice House album, Man of Colors? Is that <laughs> no. what man at arms. Okay. In by bikey, the way, just bikey gangs have a man at arms, right? Just as a uh, little side note to this, oh. I was reading in the newspaper today that the lead singer, the former lead singer, the current lead singer, I believe, still of Ice House because yeah. I still think they're together. Ivor Davies was giving Ivor Davies. So do I. <laughs> uh, was giving Justin Bieber some advice. Oh, really? In the newspaper today. Yeah. Now I like Ivor Davies. I'll give you some background. Uh, during the Sydney 2000 Olympics, Ivor Davies was going through a period where he was composing themes for everything around the Olympics. 
And I did a rant on the radio one day about how like that opens some public toilet and Ivor Davies who composed the theme and Ivor Davies rang us up and said, hey, I'll listen to the show. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And anyway, so we became kind of vaguely friendly and I really like Ice House. But today in the paper, Ivor Davies was giving Justin Bieber advice on saying, look, from my experience, there'll be some really high times, but no, there's going to be some terrible times as well. And there was part of me that was like, that's great advice. But also, Justin Bieber is not the lead singer of Ice House. Like, it's not quite the same. Do you know what I mean? No, yeah. It's 100%. Not, These yeah. are di- two different worlds. Yeah, I feel like Bieber will be fine. Yeah. I like, even so. if it all fell apart now, Bieber would be fine. He's so big now that he would have to do nothing else for the rest of his life. But that's not, I mean, that's not what like I was talking about. That's not what I was talking about. No, but Bieber's never going to be on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here or whatever, is he? Uh, no, he's going to be on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. <laughs> <laughs> Either, comma, celebrity, comma, get me out of here. It's people appealing to Ivor Davis to get them out of like confined spaces. Either, comma, celebrity, comma. Get me out of here. He rescues people. Yeah. It's, it's, like a, it's like a kitchen rescue or like a kitchen nightmares or a renovation rescue, but he goes into people who are trapped in confined situations. <laughs> I just love the idea. Ivor, celebrity, get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> people in mazes. He's like freeing hostages from like Syria yeah. and shit. But some days it's just like somebody got yeah. stuck in their oven or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, Ivor, celebrity, get, <laughs> get me, me out of here. here. Relationships, people in bad relationships, people in jobs that they just don't know how to leave. You can ring up Ivor da- yeah, Davies. Yeah. And he I've, comes. Ivor fix, will fix yeah. it. <laughs> no, I like Ivor celebrity. Ivor, no, yeah. comma, celebrity, no. comma. <laughs> I love that when like the opening titles of the first episode, the voice of a guy has to actually enunciate that. Ivor, comma, celebrity. Is it, uh, technically would it be, and I'm only guessing here because I'm not um, big on this sort of stuff, but would it be either, comma, celebrity, colon, get me out Uh, of here? Ah, yes. Yeah, it's like Mr. Impossible, (laughs) comma, Rogue Nation. Yeah. Better. Better punctuation. And so that's what the voiceover guy has to do. (laughs) John Deeks. We've got Deeks here to do it. fuck yeah. Because, I mean... Mate, we are getting that recorded. That's a great idea. Right. Ivor, comma, celebrity, colon, get me me out out of here. here. Exclamation mark. (laughs) Shit, maybe that's what we should do at the live show. We just get Ivor Davies and present him with a series of challenges in which he has to get people out of situations. (laughs) If you want to donate more to the Patreon page, we'll make that happen. <laughs> and that's what we have to raise to get Ivor Davies on stage to rescue people from situations. Um, it, it's funny when you come up with those ideas and you think, oh, this will be fun and people will definitely get into it. When we were on the radio, Lee Mo and I, um, I decided it'd be really funny if we could get an like iconic uh, paint colour of brown because you know all the paints have like their own names and every shade has a different name so I thought oh this will be funny we'll invent a new shade of brown and we will rename it Brian Brown (laughs) and we will make it the Aussiest colour so like you know and we were getting people on the radio to pledge that they would paint their house in Brian Brown and if they came up with this Brian Brown the guy was like my ute's going to be Brian Brown and like everyone got into the idea and we rang up Brian Brown and we're like oh so, like, one of the uh, paint makers 
like one of the big paint companies were like, yeah, yeah, this is brilliant. We'll come up with a brand new color for you and we can call it Brian Brown. And we rang up Brian Brown thinking, oh, Brian Brown is going to find this hilarious. And Brian Brown was like, no. Why no? I was like, fuck, I knew we should have gone with Danny Green. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> Can't afford Jack Black. <laughs> um, uh, sorry, it's a bit... Uh, Incensey in this room at the moment. I hadn't noticed that really. No. Okay. Well, that's all right. Good. I saw you I... back into the incense. Oh man, I burnt my arm. I have an incense injury. Yeah. Yes. I'm incensed. Ah. Um. But yeah, I. I don't want to be insensitive oh. to your injury. Oh my god. <laughs> um. But yeah, I, I backed into the incense and it, it, inse- into the incense. <laughs> ah, there's another person backing into incest. Trust me. Your Honor, I uh, look to be honest. It was accidental incest. I just, I backed into it. Um, look. You backed into that one. Your Honor, we're talking about incest here. Well, I'm just saying, Your Honor. So get off. Player's got to play. Are you actually a judge? <laughs> World's worst judge. Oh, that felt good. I haven't done one of those in a while. Uh, <laughs> That was like we used to be like a basketball combo where we didn't didn't alley oop. We're like oh. Andrew Gaze and uh, Leonard Copeland. Copeland. <laughs> There's a basketball reference that only about thirteen thousand people. Copeland and Gaze. You know the funny. That thing. was awesome though. That era, right? Of the Melbourne Mark Tigers, Bradkey. Mark Bradkey, when it was like ninety three. I'm going to say ninety three when the Melbourne Tigers. I think went back to back. I used to go to get tickets because yeah. my brothers. They were my team. I used center. to go as well. It was awesome. But how great was Leonard Copeland? And, and Andrew, Andrew Gaze, the best. Fantastic. I mean, Andrew Gaze was, I mean, we, we have, there's a guy we're playing in the college at the moment, the college scene at the moment, who they're predicting may be one of the biggest basketballs of all time. And he's Australian and there's a bunch yeah. of Aussies now playing. But if Andrew Gaze had had the opportunity to go into that system and like it had been a different world, he was the best pure basketballer that like, he, he was an amazing basketballer. He played with the Timberwolves. He, he won a, you know, he, he's won a championship. What? Yeah, he won. He, he he like. I mean, he didn't play a lot of minutes, but he was on a team that won the championship. championship. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah. So Andrew Gaze. Yeah, I know. He has like I an, thought, I just Andrew thought, Gaze has an NBA championship. I always just thought Andrew Gaze was the one that they pick on on after the bounce. Yeah. Right. Oh, he was also yeah. he had for years. I don't know if he still has, but he had like the highest average at the Olympics of like any individual player for yeah, ages. Right. Like no, he, he was, was awesome. Yeah, he was an I, amazing I, basketball. I still, I still love that era. I don't know if I've ever told this story before. I don't know if I've told this story before, but um, a girlfriend of mine, when we were like 18 or 19, she uh, came to the pub and she was crying because she just had a, a, an accident, like someone had just run through the back of her. And we said, oh, who wasn't just going to... She backed into this as a minzer. Was it your dad? No. What happened? <laughs> no, she says this guy ran the back of her and she got out of the car and he's really apologetic. And she said that he was... He said he was a basketballer. And she was like, oh, oh yeah. what do you mean? And he had like... Uh, one of the bars because he had like the trading card so it was his like him on a trading card so he Hang wrote on. down on the trading card on the trading card so he wrote down his number and stuff and said uh-huh. you know we'll get insurance to sort it out and so he she said, showed it that he that, said look that's my fourth foul so yeah. and she was like do you carry trading cards around for you to design he's like oh no he's going to see anything he had in the car at the time it's like okay cool so years later I become friends with Brett Wheeler who knows Leonard Copeland because he uh-huh. was you know professional basketballer as yes. well and I said I told him that story and I said so is that, do you reckon he just, and he's like, mate, he would have had 10 of those with his number right. of them ready to hand out. In any situation. And he's going, it's not even clear that it was an accident. Right. 
<laughs> yeah, of course you would. I mean, of course you would in that situation, I guess. Well, you have the opportunity to walk around handing out your... I oh, know you you're not on a trading card. What could you sign and hand out? DVD covers? Right. <laughs> Just, look, the only thing I had was my DVD. <laughs> yeah. uh, my two previous books. Yeah. A collection and of my columns. this strand poster I've just kept rolled up in the back. <laughs> you know what? I have a DVD of The Best of the Glass House here, which is weird. <laughs> I have a bunch of cassette tapes that are marked Triple J Breakfast. Would you like to... It's the only thing I could find to write these on. I wonder if you're a porn star, you could just put like a dildo and say, well... They uh, molded this on my penis. It's the, uh, <laughs> the I mean, number on. Well, of course. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, you're like, well, I put the area code <laughs> and the country code. Uh, and welcome <laughs> and to my Jamaica. Yeah. Hope you enjoy your stay. And my mobile and my home address and my postal address, which is different to my address. <laughs> and then I just, my favorite poem. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's a very Christmas Oh, so it's a Christmas episode. episode. Yeah. Oh, sorry. The only thing I was going to say is yeah. why... The reason there's incense in the room that I backed into uh, was because Amy saved a pigeon from drowning last night, or a boat pigeon maybe. Maybe mm. it was someone, a pigeon trying to come into our country illegally. Mm. But uh, she dived into the water <laughs> to save this drowning bird yeah. and uh, brought it back here to the office yeah. and uh, overnight, uh, you know, fed it and kind of like... Uh, and so it's been living in here today because this morning it flew away. And then I was sitting in here and it flew back in. And yeah. it was clearly like, I've checked out the world, mate. Mate, it's definitely a refugee. It's come here. <laughs> it's freeloading off you. This is why, like, we have a, a, we have methods of coming to Australia. Yeah, mate. It's a huge up. How do you know it's not a terrorist? Terrorist. How do you know that? I mean... It's going to come here. Come taking, here. Taking a job from a, a hard-working a pigeon. Aussie bird. <laughs> from an Aussie bird, mate. From a fucking kookaburra. Yeah. Like, suddenly the next day, it's up on a gum tree, you know, laughing really loudly. I'm like, hang on! <laughs> uh, anyway, so the bird is still here. Yeah. It's flown away twice today and come back twice. So I believe we now Maybe he just really likes the podcast. I mean, it was in here all day and it shit in here a bit, so I put incense. That's the whole point. That was the... <laughs> so you say it's not a fan? <laughs> well, I mean, who knows? I, I can't... I don't know enough about pigeons and how they communicate to see if that's a good review or not. So shitting. So anyway, so near, shitting near a microphone may be a compliment, is what we're saying. It may or may not be. I don't know. No one will ever know. Well, that is the mystery of pigeons. <laughs> right. So we're gonna do a little, uh, a little, a little uh, thirteen bizarre Christmas traditions. Oh, okay. Because we said, we were like, we should do something special for the Christmas episode. What's the least amount of work we have to do? Right. And you were like, I'll Google something while you set the microphones up. <laughs> yeah. So we put lots of thought into this. Um, I actually have only read the first two. And I thought, okay. okay. That seems interesting. So I don't know. This may, it may peter off and we can abandon it. But okay. it's 13 weird traditions. And this is uh, provided by the state of UK. Number one. Okay. Number one, do we want, uh, is it number one as in like no, the, just the weirdest? Fact, just it's not in, the yeah. weirdest. Okay. No particular order. All right. Okay. Number one. Uh, <laughs> you know that even though the facts have been told, if the facts were people, if you anthropomorphize, anthropomorphize these facts. Anthropomorphize. Yeah, I think that's right. If you anthropomorphize. <laughs> anthropomorph- if you're yep. If you backed into some incest. <laughs> And you anthropomorphize. Anthropomorphize. Morphize. Anthropomorphize. If you anthropomorphize. <laughs> Ow! 
oh, you bastard. You made me. I just hit my mouth and my beer can. What did you do? You've had an injury? So fantastically. I was about to take a sip of my beer and you made me laugh so hard. I ran my face to my beer. That joke brought to you by uh, Red Wine. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, okay, anyway. Anthro? Anthro, my Just move on. You give uh, something human characteristics. <laughs> by the way, there is no way that this thought is worth it by now. <laughs> <laughs> like, the build-up that has gone into this, like, the... The small point that I was going to try to make, which was that even though you said that they are in no particular order, if these facts were real people in a room and you were told these are in no particular order, the one that was named number one would still be like, this is in an order. Do you reckon? Yeah. No. I reckon, one... this, I reckon this fact reckons it's the best fact. No. I reckon the fact that gets read last, because if they're being, especially if you know they're being read out, you save the best for last. 13 is a well, topper. Well, first or last. You open strong and you close strong. I reckon you close stronger than you open. When they uh, announce the winners of the Melbourne Cup, it's first, second, third, and then they give you the horse that came last. Yeah, good point. <laughs> I agree if you were having a countdown of the top 10. That's why when you said number one, I was like, well, maybe we should be going from the bottom. Listen, let's just check what they say in the preamble. Bauble-covered Christmas trees. Sparkling lights and Father Christmas are the images that first pop into mind during the Christmas holidays. But what about hiding pickles in your Christmas trees? Or eating KFC every Christmas Eve? Hmm? Uh, that's not actually out of glade. Every country has its own traditions that might make the rest of the world do a double take. Okay. Here, of, here are 13 of the weirdest Traditions from around the world. Okay, just... But 13 yeah. of the weirdest. 13 of the weirdest. And okay. potentially, I get the feeling maybe racist. <laughs> These people don't even speak English. How bizarre. Did you see These that? children in Africa have no turkey to eat. Uh, it's like that the famous... And I'm not the first person to make this comment by far. But, you know, like... Uh, it wasn't USA for Africa. It was the Band-Aid, the British one. Mm. And, you know, the yeah, Feed the World. Mm. Do they know it's Christmas? And it's like... Yeah, and there won't be snow in Africa this Christmas time. And you're like, yeah, A, of course there won't be, because <laughs> it's Africa. And uh, B, you know, a lot of people in Africa don't know Christians. it's Christmas. Like, are not Christians. So, yeah, of course they don't know it's Christmas. <laughs> Do you know when Ramadan is? Like, anyway. Number one. Okay, number one. In no particular South Africa. Instead of passing... This won't be racist. Instead of passing around the mince pies, oh, yeah. South Africans snack on Christmas caterpillars what? from the emperor moth. They are deep fried and served on Christmas Day. Really? Well, according to the standard, is that a reputable publication? Yeah, 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 yeah it is. Um, so Christmas caterpillars. Yeah. Well, you know what? People in Australia eat like witch emperor, The emperor or... moth. But why the caterpillar? Why is that? Isn't the, like, why is don't that? You, don't, wouldn't the butterfly be like that's when it's perfection? It's ripe. I guess it's like lamb and sheep, right? Maybe they're more tender. I mean, like the Jesus metaphor, if it was caterpillar and butterfly, would be if Jesus, like when he died and mm. then came back three days later, was fabulous. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like if he come back and he was like, not only am I back, but I'm better than ever, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And was just killing it and was like super Jesus, not the band. Ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying... What, 
So what you're saying is that uh, why the caterpillar? What does the caterpillar have to do with Christmas? Like, I mean, I know, like, it's. I mean, well, no, I mean, what does a what does like uh, prawn have to do with Christmas? We have prawns on our Christmas table. Yeah, it's a good point. What shut do, up. <laughs> well, I think the prawns are just a. Piss you off, will piss, shut up. Sign South Africa. That's the, to piss off the Jews, right? Yeah, that's because right. they killed Jesus. So you're like. Well, we're going to eat prawns, which you can't eat, to like rub that in your can face. Can you not eat prawns if you're Jewish? I believe that you can. If you're strictly Jewish, you'd yeah, see no first. Yeah, no crustaceans. That, really? Yeah. Oh, I, so. I think my brother's Jewish. You had to. For... Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the thing about that is, like, I was about to make the argument until you brought up prawns, which was a clever one to bring up. Because if you were going to be like, well, what's turkey? Or what's blah, blah, blah. And I'm like shit that was in a manger yeah the the day that jesus Were there was turkeys born. in the middle maybe East? there could have been turkeys in the middle east right in the manger i don't know i don't think so why not because turkeys are like native to north america mate there's a fucking country in the middle of the middle east called what turkey, turkey. <laughs> so if there's are you telling me there's no turkeys in turkey uh are you telling me that turkey, google that? are there like google are there any turkeys in turkey because if Turkey as a country is a country, you, there's got to at least be one guy from Turkey who at some stage has flown in a turkey. Like whatever the, like the richest guy in Turkey has got to have like a, yeah, a pet turkey. Well, Surely. hang on. Having a pet turkey and are there turkeys in Turkey? Well, I want to know both. Let's start talking turkey, Will. Right. Let's talk turkey. I want to know both. I want to know, are there turkeys in Turkey? Yeah. But have secondary, to, supplemental question. Have, yeah? What's the second one? Well, I... I okay. Well, yeah. let's, let's yeah. solve the first, yeah. the first riddle. Yeah, let's on go. this Christmas edition of Tofop, have you yeah. got the, uh, the, the searching music ready to go? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, sure. Put it in there. All right. Are we back? We're back. Okay, so this is from um, AnswersYahoo.com. Uh, are there, hi there, are there turkeys in Turkey, the bird, not the people? Yes, there are. I'm attaching a website below in case you are planning to make bulk orders for Thanksgiving and Christmas. There you go, there you Someone's go. Someone's made it like turn into a business opportunity. I mean, for, for, even for of foreigners. Of course there are turkeys in Turkey, Turkey as a country. Turkey as a bird is an element of Turkish dish. Are you thinking of visiting Turkey? There are turkeys in the country, but they can always use another. This is like on, I'm just reading people's posts. Yeah. On turkeys are native to North America. However, it is possible that domesticated turkeys are there as a food source. Uh-huh. Couldn't find any evidence though. <laughs> <laughs> that was from David S. Julian says, it's a native bird of North America. The only way there'd be turkeys in Turkey would be exporting them to the country. Right. So I'm right. No, you're not. He just said, it's a native bird of North America. Mate, uh, rabbits aren't native to Australia. There's you fucking rabbits that. everywhere. He said, are there turkeys in Turkey? Yeah. Of course there's turkeys in farms and stuff. No, 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 but I'm saying but now. But you said it'd be so dumb. What? Go on. Well, I mean, the, the whole point is, like, there could now be turkeys living in Turkey just because they're native oh, to one country. I, doesn't mean, like... I thought you were trying to draw a link between... Turkey being named after the bird of the country. No, I'm just saying that it would be outrageous to me if you lived in a country called... Like, if I lived in a country called Cake and you couldn't buy cake, there would be at least one person who's going, I'm going to start a cake shop I guess there's in I- Cake there's ice called in, There's cake. ice in Iceland. And if there wasn't... There's green in Greenland. But if there wasn't ice in Iceland, you'd import some. There'd be at least one guy who lived in an igloo because he lived in Iceland. What right? if there was no Greece in Greece? 
I mean, no, I guess there's no musical Grease in Grease. Like, Grease the musical was banned in Grease. That would be amazing. I mean, technically, they're spelled very different ways. <laughs> so. <laughs> Are we going to things that just sound the same yeah, now? 100%. Because technically yeah. they're two different words. America, don't get hysterical, <laughs> as the Beastie Boys once said. Okay, number two. All right. Legend in Norway claims that witches and other spirits come out to play on Christmas Eve, uh-huh. so the women make sure to hide all the brooms in the house before going to bed. Hang on, so why would they need to hide the brooms? Then? Why do the women have to hide the brooms? Yeah, it's That's, come on. You know what I mean? Why can't a man... Why? I mean, who's going to be doing the ironing if the women are putting the brooms away? You know what? And also, it's fucking Christmas Eve. The women are cooking the meal <laughs> and hiding the presents. Can you not just fucking take one minute, fucking tiger, and then go and fucking hide a broom? Exactly. But also, that makes no fucking sense. What? Because the witches aren't bringing their own brooms? Like that's How like, are they getting there in the first place? But that's also like... Well, that's... they're getting an Uber in. The witch is getting an Uber yeah. in town. And, and then, then picking up a yeah. broom. One of the witches was complaining, saying, oh, it's going to cost so much to travel all the way in. It's like, it's fine once we get there. We'll just get some brooms. We'll just cruise them around town. But isn't the other thing about the brooms... Uh, a broom's like those bicycles they have in cities that you're like... Oh, yeah, Oh, but yeah, I don't yeah. have my helmet for my yeah, broom. Yeah, yeah, um, Tell me... The th- no, because the brooms... Are, are brooms for witches just ordinarily... Transport. Like a magic carpet. No, I get that. But my point is, aren't they magical brooms? Or can a witch make any broom into, like, transport? That's my question. My question is, do they have specific magic brooms? Or can they just get any old broom and then just turn that into, like... And if so, why are they only limited to brooms? Surely any... Like stick shaped wine carpet or like fucking a, whatever. And it should, and it, should be, it should all be symbols of like um, uh, 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 of like a, a, a patriarchal society. It's like the ironing oh, board, the, ironing the magical board. ironing board, <laughs> yeah. magical rolling pin. I mean, but even like just things that serve similar purposes to brooms. Surely you could like fly in on like a mop. Yeah. Like how different is it to fly a mop than a broom? Yeah, or like saying. a or like a pool cleaner. The thing you get the leaves out of the pool. Yeah. That's like you can fly one of those if you were like a modern day witch. You're so like, you're saying as long as there's a shaft and right. something hanging off the end, you can climb on top of it. A giant just... dildo. <laughs> <laughs> And outside of a flashlight. Whatever yeah. you can sit on. An inflatable penis. Like a but an inflatable pool toy. It doesn't yeah. really matter what, what the thing is. What about a mic stand? Can you fly that? Yeah, totally. Just being at a gig. <laughs> you keep the bike on you're like hey is this thing on like that's I mean but what is the case with that and if so surely they don't need your brooms I think that's a really weird myth I think makes no sense it doesn't check out that's strange about it you know it. what it is to me it doesn't check out within the mythology of the thing you're talking about I don't mind if the things make no sense but your world's got to make sense yeah, and well, that makes no sense I what these witches are unprepared we're missing the forest of the trees here the, the, the real thing about this this tradition is what bizarre uh, culture has kids thinking about witches and other spirits coming out to play on Christmas Eve? Like, that was the night as a kid that was the most magical. You felt so safe. It's like, oh, you know, I'm going to lay you down to sleep and when you wake up in the morning, Santa will have come. By the way, there are some dead people and some women who will eat you running around tonight having a crazy time. You know what it is? It was invented by the parents to stop the kids getting out of bed. That's exactly where that's come from. That is what it is. Why else would you traumatise a child with like a the, ghost story in Christmas like the Eve? the Boogeyman or whatever. It's yeah. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah. As I put you... That's exactly what it as is. As I lay you down to sleep, let me tell you about a pedophile who was burnt alive and now has nicer fingers. Right. <laughs> but that is exactly... Yeah, no, you're right. 
That's definitely a get to bed. Santa's not coming. Yeah. Well, it's like the naughty or nice list. Well, you talk which to... is what people have like added to Santa, which is just parents controlling their children of like, how can I con my children into being good? I'm gonna get this magical invented man and come up with a set of like you've got to be naughty or nice or Santa won't come. There's no parallels between that and modern day religion, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, I mean my parents with like nine kids talk to them about what it was like trying to fucking get all those presents built and assembled in and then the our worst. period with kids so excited and giddy and getting up every fucking five minutes. Like, mum described it as like hell on earth. It like would five be the worst. in the morning and you, you know when you like have to do an all-nighter? Well, like, you, and you stay up all night, it's like a fucking, it's 5 a.m. But I, if I don't right. get this done, it's going to be a fucking disaster. for <laughs> Christmas. Like, there's no greater pressure. So that was definitely invented by fucking stressed out Norwegian yeah. parents. No, I'm back on board Norway. Okay. Japan. In Japan, Christmas equals KFC. No, we're not joking. Like our Christmas turkey... Hang on. are you joking? <laughs> no, we're not joking. Okay, cool. Like our Christmas turkey is a must on Christmas, especially if you're in Turkey. <laughs> uh, that fits in the article. For the Japanese, it's the Colonel's Chicken. And they've capitalised Colonel as if he's a legit Colonel. I don't know about that. What do you mean? The capital C, not capital the whole C. thing? Of cap- no, just when they say... For the Japanese, no, that's that you got to capitalize. That's his title, Colonel Sanders. But he's not a real colonel. Well, that's his professional stage name, though. Like they didn't like uh, <clears throat> when you were introducing the captain and Tennille, The captain got a capital C, okay. even though the captain and Captain Tennille, I believe, is not a captain. was not an actual captain. Since the beginning of a marketing campaign in the nineteen seventies, KFC has been associated with Christmas. It's a tradition. That has been passed down from parent to child in spite of its commercial beginnings. That's beautiful. (laughs) We're going to give you diabetes for Christmas. I mean, sure. KFC. Kentucky Kentucky Fried Christmas. Kentucky Fried Christmas. Yeah. If, uh, I guess it would be no different if there's some kind of like, like Japanese little eatery that came to Sydney and got into the right hipsterville. Right. People go and eat there at Christmas. If somebody sure. said, but also if somebody said to me, hey, do you want sushi for Christmas? I'd be like, yeah. yeah that sounds good. <laughs> it's really hot in Australia. That's heaps better than fucking turkey. <laughs> fucking turkey, human. Uh, number four. Okay. Venezuela. I'm going to try and attempt to do the accent of the country name. I was about now. to say, that got a bit racist. <laughs> Between December 16 and 24th, there is a bizarre custom of people making rollers. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Between December 16th and 24th, there is a bizarre custom of people roller skating uh-huh. to early morning church services. Okay. Streets are closed off to cars until 8am for people who roller skate to the service. Okay. In order to wake up on time, some children take the occasion a step further, tying a long piece of string to their big toe and letting the other end hang out of the window. Uh-huh. The next morning, roller skaters gliding past tug on any strings they see hanging out and wake them up. Venezuela. Mm. Fucking hello, Venezuela. I think that sounds like it'd be fun. How many broken toes do you reckon occur? I mean, you learn pretty early on. <laughs> I reckon. I mean, okay, here's the thing. Yeah, tie a piece of string around your toe out the window or set an alarm on your iPhone. <laughs> Just so you're up in plenty of time. Well, also the thing is that part of it is that you've, like, I mean, if you get up on time, it's, it's barely worth tying the fucking string on your toe. Yeah. Like, it's only kind of worth it if someone tugs it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, eventually, 
Like it's like these. There old... is some pervert in Venezuela who ties a string around his dick every year. <laughs> and like you just he's lying in bed. He's just like any second now, and then he just hears, Mister Johnson. Oh no, it's Venezuela. Mister Rodriguez, look, we're not going to pull the string. We know exactly what you've been doing the last ten years. It's disgusting. So. You can wait there all day, but no one's tugging on that string. No way. That's like your perfect, like, he would have a glorious six days, Mr. <laughs> Rodriguez, because um, that's a victimless crime. Having your dick yanked by a stranger. On a rope, when they think it's like your big toe. Like, no one's right. really... Hypothetically, like, as long a 12-year-old does where it. it, it the 12-year-old does it. You, Mr. 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 <laughs> Rodriguez... Jumps up in pain, and a policeman just happens to be passing by, and he uh-huh. sees a twelve-year-old holding a piece of string tied to your dick. Yeah, <laughs> you're missing the repeat. No, no. Oh yeah, yeah. You say I caramba. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are getting racist now. What do you? What no, do you do? well then it becomes, then it becomes a crime. That's the risk that it's inherent in this so you're situation. So it's not a crime beforehand. It's not a crime if no one ever finds out that it was anything other than like. No one's hurt by that crime. Like, I understand it would be better if it didn't happen, and I understand that there is very easy to go from, like, that guy getting his dick tugged by these, like... But he doesn't know, by the way. Here's what I would say. This is what it makes it creepy. If he set up a mirror system or a camera so that he can see when it's a child and is only excited when it's a child, okay, problematic area. But if he is in an area where he doesn't know who's tugging on this, (laughs) like, it's Pavlov's tug. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? It's a glory hole. No, not Pavlov's tug. It's Schrodinger's. That's <laughs> Schrodinger's. It's Schrodinger's dong. Schrodinger's <laughs> cock. <laughs> so, Schrodinger's cock. Yeah. So, it's Schrodinger's cock. Yeah. yeah. So, um, because if he doesn't know who's tugging it, the person at the other end could well be yeah, but could you say, could you say or whatever. Same thing for a glory hole? I mean... Well, <laughs> direct contact. So if it was a matter of if you had a rope on your dick and you were in your own cubicle. And, you say, and, and, you, and somebody, there's just a sign saying you walk, you walk into a cubicle, yeah. just a public toilet, uh-huh. about to take a piss. You look to your left and there's a penis hanging through a hole in the wall with a like a masking no. tape note with not saying tug me. And there's a rope around the end of the penis. No, no, no there's no penis because oh. you you're not allowed to see the penis. Because oh. the minute you see the penis... The whole Schrodinger element of this is gone. All right, so you could be it's tugging anything. Yeah, yeah. Just it says pull me. It says would pull you, me. All right, would you pull it? It's, you go into a public toilet. There's a hole in the wall. There's a like a, a handwritten note on masking tape above the yeah. above the string. There's a bit of rope hanging out. It says pull me. Pull me. Do you pull it? Uh, not immediately. You know this. You know there's someone next door. You you could hear them. Well, I'd imagine that it was like some sort of. Like Sexual. if I pulled it, no, no, I would imagine it was a prank of some kind. My oh. first thought would go to prank. Right. Like if I pull this, I'm on some sort of show and like something will drop from the ceiling or, you know, whatever. So that'd be my first thought. My second thought would be it would be something sexual, but there would be a curiosity that it would be hard to walk away from <laughs> to go. And that's what Mr. Rodriguez is relying <laughs> on. Mr. Rodriguez right. doesn't need to wait for Christmas. It sounds like he could just fucking hang well, out in your public toilets. He has six glorious days, the harmless, victimless days a year, where everyone thinks they're just tugging on a toe 
and they're tugging on Mr. Rodriguez's biggest toe. <laughs> That's, that sounds like a Disney movie. Mr. Rodriguez's biggest toe. They buy it, Disney buy it, sight unseen, and then someone actually reads it and it's like, oh, we've made a huge mistake. It's a Christmas film, we'll make it animated, we'll make a billion dollars. Have you guys read it? No, it sounds fantastic. Patton Oswald said he'll voice the toe. <laughs> what? <laughs> Number five. Um, Germany. <laughs> what? That's my German accent. Okay. Yeah, Germany. Yeah, come on. Hi, Germany. German. Yeah, Germany. <laughs> Who are you? The story goes that when German families decorate the Christmas tree, can I just say before I even read this, and I haven't yeah. read it, but you, you hear Germany, tradition... Still got some issues. You, no. Oh, I was going to say, do you think like it's going to be like to do with anuses or, or scheisen oh, or okay. something? Well, there's two things that you want me to... And I love with. Berlin. I love German people. Recently. <laughs> they had some tough this, this latest batch is pretty good it's hard because they still live in the like those terrible things that were done were done within the lifetimes of their families that they remember sometimes very close to the families that they remember but yes of course modern day Germany is one of both the economic and socially leading countries in the world. Look at their attitude to the Syrian refugees and the way they've opened their borders and, you know, the economy they are in the world. There's been an argument made recently. I read a, actually a really fantastic article just a couple of days ago, maybe in the New York Times, but I can't remember, but um, about the idea that perhaps when we're looking at who the num the leading country in the world is, it's always... For the last, since World War Two, really, it's been America, right? And then that's there was the Cold War and, and Russia kind of has gone away a bit, but they're coming back a bit now. And China obviously has this huge economic and massive people and are in this amazing, you know, kind of position like worldwide. But they were making the argument that the one we really should be talking about is Germany, that Germany have actually rebuilt their country in such a way that they have actually become in many ways a leading light for yeah, the right. world. But the two things we still... Think Nazis. about and Nazis and weird fucked up sex Fetishes. shit. Yeah. The story goes <laughs> that when German families decorate the Christmas tree, the last ornament to be hung up is shit. <laughs> is the Christmas pickle. The Christmas pickle. Okay, yeah. Usually a glass ornament uh -huh, that may have been passed down to generations. Oh, shit. Passed. It is tucked Away in a hard to see spot. Hang on, you tuck away the pickle in a hard, hard to, to see, see spot. spot. Yeah. And the first child. Hang oh, on. Well, <laughs> things Here we go again. A bad turn. Yep. He finds the pickle on Christmas morning. It's a special gift and a good luck. Shut up. All the next year. Hang on, you hide a glass pickle from children? Is that. In a tree. In a tree? Yes, yeah, the last ornament to be hung. If I told you, Will, that one of my. Uh, earliest Christmas memories was as an eight-year-old that my uncle uh, asked me to find his pickle, pickle and it was in a hard-to-see spot. Yeah. Um, and if I found it, I got a special gift. Yeah. Uh, and good luck for the rest of the year. Would you say something bad had happened to me? I mean, I'd say, where did he touch you on the doll? I'd say, Germany's now got three things to apologize for. Um... The Christmas pickle. Number six. Okay. Iceland. I'm trying to sound like... Like you know. Björk? <laughs> the only person from Iceland, you know? Yeah. Well, fuck you. But you name another one. 
Viggo Mortensen. Det er meget han ikke Based on the fact also that the only other person you know from Iceland is Björk, and you go Björk. Björk. Oh, Björk. 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 Pronounce Björk. Are you sure? I think pronounce Björk. <laughs> oh, should we ask Siri? A lot of people got a kick. Oh, they love that. How Siri. their Siri turned on when you yeah. said, hey, Siri. So okay. let's do yeah. that again. Sorry, that's my throat. Hey Siri. Hi. How <laughs> how do you pronounce Bjork? Hello? How do you pronounce Bjork? Let me check that. Okay. Siri, it's definitely not Jork. Alright. Unless um, Jork is how you pronounce it. <laughs> no. There's a YouTube it's taken to a YouTube link. Yeah. Again. Bjork. Okay, that was it. Bjork. Bjork. Alright, you're right. Yeah, alright. Bjork. Not not Jork. <laughs> Siri would have you believe. <laughs> Jork. Hang on. Hey Siri. You are a funny. <laughs> you are a funny iPhone. I'll take that as a compliment. See, she's got that. I like it. I like it, Moxie. <laughs> yeah. Come on, giggles. You know you love it. <laughs> All right. Where were we? All right. Oh, here we go. Iceland. Iceland. Home of Bjork and Viggo Mortensen. <laughs> we don't know that. Iceland's. Jolaco Turin. Sigur Ross. Ah, yes. Ah, yeah. Bell and Sebastian as well? No. Oh, they're Scottish. They're Scottish. Okay. Yeah. Iceland's Jolaco Turin. Jolaco Turin. A mythical beast whose name translates as... Bjork. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sandra, now, I'll Sandra give you Gullis. a clue. Tell me what the original name is again. The Icelandic name. Yeah, won't help you. Joel Lakaturin. Joel Lakaturin? Joel Lakaturin or Joel Lakaturin? Joel Lakaturin. Joel Lakaturin. Mythical beast whose name literally translates to, you're not going to get this, Yule Cat. (laughs) (laughs) You are absolutely right in saying that A, the name would be no help, and B, I never would have gotten to that. Yule Yule Cat? Yeah, Yule as in like Yule Tidings. Yule Tide Log. Yeah. Uh, it sounds suitably spiked. As in cat. As in cat. As in Thundercat. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. That's going to be my clue to you. It was thunder, thunder, thunder. You would never have said your cat. Your cat? I said no, say cat. Lightning cat. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds suitably sparkly and festive, right? Wrong. Oh. The Jalakataran <laughs> is a huge, angry monster who hides like a pickle in a Christmas tree now. The Jalakataran is a huge angry monster who attacks the badly dressed. By the way, this up until that Did point, you that? You go up on. until that point, it sounded like a Doctor Who villain. Yeah, like right. he was like, "We got a we, oh, oh, doctor. We're having a problem with the Jalakatarans." 
The Jalakataran is a huge angry monster who attacks the badly dressed. So it's fashion police. Yeah, it's totally. It's, uh, uh, Joan Rivers Joan is Rivers. the cut. Yeah, I was going to say the Phoenix. <laughs> Joan Rivers Phoenix. He emerged. <laughs> <laughs> Just a guy dying outside the Viper yeah. Room like, can we talk? I think that's like, a, that's a hashtag, isn't it? Three names celebrity merge. Oh yeah, Joan Rivers Phoenix. Yeah. That, that would have been one of those things like on the late Keanu show. Keanu George Reeves. Yeah. <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence of Arabia? No. <laughs> uh, he attacks the badly dressed. So he's from uh, he's from Surrey Hills. <laughs> or he's from Brunswick. Yeah. Melbourne. Insert your own hips. Or he's from uh, Northbridge if you're in Perth. Brunswick? Or is it Brunswick Valley, or is it more like... Uh, isn't Brunswick now... like? Isn't it like that Smith Street Collingwood sort of area? Isn't that where like people... I think, no, Brunswick is the more hipster. Oh, is that right? More paleo, more kind of... Mm, paleo? Man, yeah, man. East Village, man. <laughs> I'm doing. Uh, with my life, I mean. He emerged from an Iceland- he emerged from Icelandic farm folklore okay. in medieval times from the mythical land of Hayfield. No, not biting, good. <laughs> He emerged from Icelandic farm folklore in the medieval times, seemingly as a way to motivate workers during autumn when wool was being processed ahead of the cold Scandinavian winter. It's always about something, isn't it? It's always some fucking con. Yeah, so so your kids don't get up late, so the workers keep working. Bread and circuses to keep us distracted so we don't realise the rich are running everything. All this shit The Illuminati. Yeah. Those who worked hard would be rewarded with new clothes. Those who did not would have to make do with that year's rags, leaving them to the wrath of the Yule Cat, who apparently had a hatred of the scruffy. I mean, look. What? Your life is fucked up enough that you came last. You could have been, like, the hard... Like, it, uh, if you came last in the Olympics, right? Yeah. You are still, like... The best the, at your... Not, sometimes the best in your entire country exactly, at what you do. Exactly. So yeah. you're going in with rags, even though you are fucking good. And then the Yule Cat comes and fucking kills you because he hates scruffy clothes. Right. That's fucked up. That's I mean, not... it's, well, yeah, it's kicking down. But what it is and by the way, what's do the... is don't be a loser. That's what it's telling you to do. But why it's is it being so judgmental? It's a fucking giant cat. What and does it care about say, fashion? Who's to say what he thinks is kind of scruffy? He like, or she. He or she. I mean, if it had been like 1992, he, Yule Cat must have flipped out when everyone was wearing Grunge. ripped jeans and fucking old grandpa cardigans. Well, looked and at fucking, he would have killed Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain's worth like $20 million and yeah. he killed him. Yule Cat. Never would have heard, never mind, if the fucking Yule Cat was around. Subi would never have made all those ripped jeans. Absolutely, because the fucking Yule Cat would have killed, like, all the fucking customers. killed them all. Okay. <laughs> Yule Cat. From rags to bitches, the Yule Cat story. <laughs> Number seven. In no particular order. Italy. Italia. Racist. Fuck off. Fuck. Okay. Will, close your eyes. Uh-huh. Picture Father Christmas as a woman. Okay. Italian children wait for Befana, a kind old witch, not like the Norwegian ones, who flies around on her broom delivering gifts. On her own broom? I didn't say. It's yeah, yeah. Probably buys. It's, an, it's an Uber broom. It's an Uber broom. It's like a... <laughs> Like or a zip, what's a zip car? So it's like a communal yeah, broom. Communal broom. That anyone can use. Yeah, a go broom. For special occasion deliveries. Go broom. It's maybe, it's, yeah, it's like a, it's like a, like, it's like Amazon delivering with drones. <laughs> <laughs> she fills their stockings with toys, candy and fruit. If they're A witch good. though. Yeah, she's a witch. It's weird that they let a witch still like oh, fill. Well, 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 well. If you've been good, you get that shit. Uh-huh. 
you get a lump of coal, onions, or garlic if you've been bad, or if you're a talented chef, that <laughs> sounds like. Right, but also, yeah, I mean, you've got everything you need for an outdoor barbecue. Yeah, totally. You've got coal, coal onions for your Weber, onions and garlic to marinate everything. Just kill. Um, I mean, that's like, simple. you know, essentially what they've given them is like a starter pack on Survivor. Yeah. Like when they send them to an island, they get your bag of rice, you get one piece of coal to start a fire, and you get some onion and garlic. Here's the saddest fucking right. sentence you'll ever hear. Because once you think about it and realise what the reality was, you're like, oh, who would ever be a parent? Okay. More practically, she also uses her broom to indulge in a spot of tidying before she leaves. Yeah. So it's no wonder that Italian mums and dads leave a glass of wine as a token of their appreciation. <laughs> so not only has she fucking built and put out all the toys, but when you wake up, the house is fucking spotless. Because goddamn fucking Bafana has come in and died everything, kids. And I hope you have a great fucking Christmas because mummy is going to take that bottle of wine and she's going to drink. Do you like your fucking presents? Like that is what's horrible is somehow the tradition was not only do you have to put all the presents together, you have to clean up too. But what I love is the wine. Oh. The wine's involved. It is one of those things where, like, that's better than leaving like milk and cookies for Santa. Like, it's like fuck it. Let's be honest. You know what Santa really wants? Fucking at five o'clock in the morning, when she's been hiding your fucking presents all night and having to clean up because the whole fucking family's coming around together and we're Italian and there's like forty of us and everyone's gonna be really fucking judgmental. You know what? So what? It's five o'clock fucking somewhere, <laughs> and I'm gonna have a glass of fucking wine <laughs> while I'm slavering away. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't need the Lee as usual. I'm going to go deep with this gag. Oh, here we go. All right. And I wonder if you'll get it. Hmm. How about how best to do this? Number eight. Number eight. In no particular order. Stonia. <laughs> <laughs> that it. was Keanu Reeves. No. Um, Estonia. Friends. Uh, Encino Man. Well done. Deep cut. And yeah. you fucking got it. Yeah. I couldn't think of one line of his dialogue. Friends, I said. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So, um, Encino. Yeah. Is that where we're from? I wonder if you're right. I went a bit too Keanu okay. on the thing. I was going for Caveman rather than Surfer Dude. But no. well done. But I, I believe that um, Brendan Fraser was probably influenced by the work of Keanu Reeves when he was putting together his take on Encino Man. <laughs> if there's anyone uh, listening who also rightly yelled out Brendan Fraser and Cinema Man, then um, have a drink on us. Have some eggnog because it's Christmas. Or brandy. Or a glass of wine if you've just cleaned up the house. <laughs> Estonia. Right. Most families have their own sauna. What? Yeah. Most families have this their own sauna. This used to be a sauna. sauna. The very place we're sitting in right now used to be a sauna. Yeah. This was previously a sauna. So the sweat of many men's balls have been in this room. Well, I mean, it's been changed okay. and painted and all sorts of things. So, But I, where you're sitting right now... I guess potentially the sweat of sauna. boobs and vaginas as well. So uh, potentially. Not, yeah. All right, so you know what? I'm happy with that. As long as it's been equal balls and boobs in here. Right. Like that. That's the, it's the mix. Yeah. <laughs> Most families have their own sauna because it's believed that a sauna elf... <laughs> lives in there to protect it uh-huh. and to make sure people behave themselves. <laughs> Again, just all these rules are made up to make people behave themselves. Every Christmas Eve, people head to their sauna, uh-huh. strip to their toes, and the door... Hang on, <laughs> they what? 
Stripped to their toes. Stripped to their... Or does that mean they're just naked? Naked. Yeah. Why is that called sounds, stripped sounds, to their toes? Sounds sexy, the sentence, yeah. doesn't it? It does. People look at this sauna, stripped to their toes, and enjoy time as a family. Backing into some incest. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> like, the whole family? You get together? Yeah. Christmas Eve for a sauna? Hmm. After sunset, though, uh-huh. the place is for the spirits of dead ancestors. Okay. Like I said, the balls of right. Grandpa passed. Ah. New Zealand. Oh, okay. What number is this? Number nine. Number nine. Okay. New Zealand. <laughs> New Zealand. Full. Hang on. New Zealand. Hey, oh no. New Zealand. Hey, bro. New Zealand. <laughs> uh, our winter is their summer. Who's what? We? Where's it? Uh, <laughs> English. Their winter is our is their summer. Our our summer is their summer. Right. Yes. Oh, I'll adapt the first one. Could you? Our summer <laughs> is their is summer. Their summer. <laughs> our summer is their summer. Our summer is also their summer, <laughs> but a bit hotter. <laughs> our summer is also their summer, but a bit no, hang on, <laughs> but a bit hotter. Yeah, that's it. But a bit hotter. So New Zealand, New Zealand, New Zealand, <laughs> New Zealanders celebrate Christmas in the warm summer sun. Christmas. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. The Pohut. Oh. Is there is there the weird Pohutu. tradition that they celebrate? The Pohutu this? Kawa. Okay. Oh, oh, God. Sorry. Sorry. New sorry, Zealand. everyone. Yep. New Zealand. The Pohuk. The Pohutu. Mm. <laughs> just like we're trying to say any word. Uh, the Pohutu. The Pohutu Kawa tree is in bloom at times and grows on the North Island, mainly in coastal areas, and has vibrant red blossoms. Therefore, New Zealand is called the Pohutu Kawa. Their Christmas tree. Oh. It's quite sweet, actually. Yeah, it's I like that. funny. That's yeah. a lot New Zealand. I mean, that's funny. nice. Good on you. <laughs> Not funny, though. You ruined our podcast. I mean, come on, New Zealand. Well, technically, the Telegraph in the UK did. Well, I mean, but why do we persist with... I mean, pine trees. There's plenty of pine trees in Australia. When was the last there? time you had a Christmas tree? Uh, a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember Gemma and I when we first got together we I, made you a Christmas tree I was about to say I reckon yeah. that was probably oh, the last when, when you and Gemma got together yeah. and now you've been together for so Five long years. people were everyone like will you ever get married and now you're actually married <laughs> and that happened over our Christmas tree that's true and I think that may have been the last time I had a Christmas tree maybe I was just yeah. like fucking job done Christmas tree <laughs> we've had our Christmas miracle it was an anti-Christmas tree we uh, thought it'd be funny Rather than leave you, because Gemma was house sitting for you and I was around hanging out, taking advantage of uh, the facilities, the facilities. And um, that's what I called Gemma, the facilities. <laughs> that was your nickname. Uh, and at four o'clock in the morning, she needed a glass of wine. What? But we thought it would be funny to, instead of getting you guys a Christmas tree, we'll get you like an ugly, dried out <laughs> stick that we spray painted black. Uh-huh. And then uh, we cut out pictures from uh, like a new weekly of celebrities we knew you hated and hung them from each branch like a bauble. And then we got your own possessions and gift wrapped them and put them under a tree. <laughs> that was, uh, yeah. We had so much fun doing that. Right. And I thought, I dig this shit. <laughs> I like it. Anyone who would spend four hours doing that with me. It's like, I'll have to cut your jib. All right, can we have a, uh, a pause? Because I need to um, get some more wine. Okay. And we're back. Number 10. 
Canada, eh? Uh, Canada? <laughs> Where do you send your letters to Father Christmas? Uh, the North Pole. Carry the North Pole. Actually, he has his own postal code. Okay. H-O-H-O-H-O. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. H-O-H. H-O-H. Yeah, how's yeah. that? H-O-H. Ho. O-H-O. I mean, isn't it a ho, ho, ho? <laughs> no, it's H-O-H-O-H-O. Ho, a ho. <laughs> just maybe that was just a misprint. It should be ho, ho, ho. <laughs> well, I guess it's because obviously their postcodes are three letters and then three letters. So they've split ho, 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 ho over that. But it's ho, a ho. <laughs> It's, Which like actually, some, it's like something scoffing when he sees a prostitute. It's like, oh, 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 Canadian Santa. Uh, he has his own postal code. Ho, uh, oh, 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 And it's in Canada where postal codes are alphanumeric. Okay. Yeah, but still make it ho, ho, ho. Well, they have. But uh, so it's actually, it. you know what it is? It's, it's So is it H0H? Ah, uh, I misread it. Is that what it is yeah. really? It's H0H. Yeah. Zero H0. I fucked up. Yeah, okay. It's a joke for a binary code. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> so he has his own postcode. I am binary Santa. H0H. Zero H zero H0. Zero. Should we ask Siri? Oh, yeah. Let's get Siri involved again. Let's bring someone else to this podcast who knows less than us. Okay. So we have to ask. Oh, you little ask uh-huh. Hey, Siri. Hello there, Charlie. H, zero, H, zero, H, zero. H, zero, H, zero, H, zero. I'm not sure I understand. What the fuck? <laughs> it's a Canadian joke. Siri. God Siri fucking it. knows nothing, mate. You know what? She starts off Siri as like the third character nothing. on this podcast. And pretty soon she's got the she's like, got her, she's own, got her podcast? own podcast. Like she's we're gonna like she's the Marilyn Monroe who walks in the back of our shot and becomes the biggest star. Well Siri's like we were when we started this podcast, not knowing how to turn on the microphones, look things up, a <laughs> lot, lot of toe facts. <laughs> they had their own postcode. H zero H zero H O. God, zero, eight, zero. And it's in Canada where postal codes are alphanumeric. Letters, those that bypass parents, used to end up undelivered because there was no centralised address for Father Christmas himself. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. They wanted to collect those letters that are going Yeah, the send them to Santa. For the past 30 years, each letter that is received is opened and replied to by volunteers. Oh, oh fuck, Canada, you're the nice. fucking nicest country in the world. Oh, Canada. Canada are like the Ned Flanders of the world. It's Justin like... Thoreau signs every third one. Oh, really? No, not Justin Thoreau. What's his name? The Justin, uh, The new president. Justin per- Sexy Pants. Yeah, Justin Trudeau. Justin Sexy Not pants. Justin Thoreau. Yeah. The dude from the left, though, who's Jennifer married to Jennifer Anderson. <laughs> Okay. Um, Do you know that Jennifer Aniston's husband became uh, Prime Minister of Canada? <laughs> Shit. Person who barely listens to the news. <laughs> Number 11. All right. Austria. Austria? Yeah. Come on, Austria, yeah. Then no one will make it do the chopper. <laughs> uh, 
On the naughty list this year. Oh, that's no, right. It's a question. On the naughty list. <laughs> On the naughty list this year? I am the Santa Claus. Be prepared to have a run-in with a Krampus. A watch, legend, out, watch out for the Krampus. A legend of a, non, of a not-so-conventional Santa's helper known for beating children with branches if they didn't make the nice list. Okay, so it's a hard-line Santa Claus. I mean, yeah. Disciplinarian Santa Claus. He knows if you've been naughty or nice, and if you've been naughty, then uh, he's going to beat you with a stick. Yeah, you know what? The Krampus. Like, back when the AFL was a VFL... There were quite a few coaches who were Krampuses. Oh, yeah. yeah, Krampuses. Like, Old I think school. Robert Walls was fam- famous for getting, yeah. like, you know, plays and just Krampusing the hell out of them. Yeah, exactly. You've been, yeah, you, you didn't play well enough on the weekend. You guys have to beat each other. This is Fight Club. Yeah, exactly. Essentially, coaching AFL in the 70s was the same rules as Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, the Kramp- the, there's a movie, right? The Krampus. Yeah, there's a horror movie out movie. this. Horror comedy, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know anything about it. No, I think it's no. made more money than people thought. Okay. And there's someone in it. Uh, like Adam Scott or someone, I want to say. Like Paul Rudd, not quite. Adam Scott. Yeah, Adam Scott is. Yeah, yeah. off-brand Paul Rudd. Paul man's Paul Rudd. Yeah. Uh, number 12. Adam Scott, not right. Uh, Adam Scott, quite. Right? Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was trying to say. Everyone understands. Adam Scott, quite right. Adam Scott, quite right. <laughs> This whole episode, I mean, I know it's going to be called the Christmas episode. I mean, I've been drinking. Yeah. Number 12. Catalonia. (laughs) (laughs) Traditional nativity scenes Uh go something like this. Uh Manger. Yep. Mary. Yep. Joseph. Check. Shepherd. Check. Wise men. Three. Defecating man. What? Exactly what I read the article. <laughs> Wait, what? Question mark. Hey, Known what? as the Kagana or Kajana. Kajana. Uh, C-A-G-A-N-E-R. Oh, yeah. Kagana. The figurine is depicted as a peasant with his trousers down, emptying his mouths. Oh. Also I, you know what? as an AFL football. <laughs> two, I've seen two Kajanas, one cup. It's very good. It's very interesting. <laughs> While there have been many attempts at explaining the Kagana's purpose yeah the most convincing explanation is that he is fertilizing the earth what hang on so he appears at christmas to shit at your party is this literally what (laughs) hang on but is it like a myth or is does someone play it like santa like can you go to the it's it's like when there's a nativity display so it's like a statue so if you go to like the maya windows in melbourne yeah in catalonia in Catalonia. Yeah, which is in Spain. If you no, go to the Maya it? windows in Catalonia, is it country? What is there would be someone in the manger. Like, it's not enough that they are away in a manger, no sleep, no bed, whatever it is. Anyway, the little Lord Jesus. No crib for a bed? No crib for a bed. Yeah, the little Lord Jesus. Laid down his sweet, sweet head. Yeah. Right? Yeah. While someone dropped a bloody <laughs> dog egg. <laughs> While someone squeezed out a dirty juice. Right into the fucking... Someone just... God strangles on, strung it out of, like, a fudge popsicle. <laughs> or at worst, the green apple squirts. Mary was pregnant to God, but he someone, didn't warn her. Someone cut some... That one of the shepherds did a shit in the corner. Someone cut some butt rope. <laughs> laid some dung cable. Right. When Jesus laid their ground. own baby Jesus. Yeah, well, he was fertilizing the ground. Yeah, okay. Number 13. But that's... Hang on, is there more to that myth? Or that that's it? No. That they just well, believe that, know? like, at Christmas, someone shits. Yeah. They, but, they just include in their 
nativity roster, which is right. Mary, Joseph, Shepherd, Wise Men. There's a guy shitting. Yeah, a defecating Shut man. up! Yeah. Like in no, the, there's a Kagana or Kajana. But in the manger. Yes. Like, if you go along, it's like drawing dicks on the Herald Sun. Like, yeah. there's literally a dude... There's like a gnome with his pants just down. Just shitting in the corner. Yeah. Laying some dung cable. Wow. I mean, Merry Christmas. Yeah. A dirty Cleveland steamer. Right. <laughs> wow. If you can't have any euphemisms, I use your shit. I mean heaps. <laughs> I would say 20. <laughs> Number 13. The Ukraine. Oh, hang on. Let's look it up. Number 13. <laughs> the Ukraine. Is it the Ukraine? Yes. Okay. I must break you. Instead of glittering ornaments and tinsel, Ukrainian Christmas trees are uniquely covered with artificial spiders and cobwebs. Okay. Like Halloween. Why the eccentric taste in decorations? Why, Charlie? You might ask. I did. According to local folklore, there was a woman who could not afford to decorate her Christmas tree. Uh But the next morning, her children woke up to see the tree covered with webs. Uh And when the first light of Christmas morning touched the web threads, they turned into gold and silver, and the family was never left wanting again. Hence, it is believed that seeing spiderwebs on your Christmas tree brings good luck. (laughs) That says the person who who dragged the Christmas tree (laughs) up from the attic. And it's like, Grandpa, why are there cobwebs in the Because, of because the, it's uh, I the think lucky spot. Back in the day, the there was, and there was a woman who couldn't go uh, silvery. Grandpa's oh. drunk. Give me another brandy. Yeah, that was shit. Uh, and that's it. That is 13 wow. bizarre Christmas facts on this. Ooh, chilly. Christmas edition of Tofu. I mean, it was an it was an interesting journey. I yeah. felt like I, fa- I learned a lot about the world, yeah, and the different ways that people celebrate this of holiest of all days. Yes, but I think the thing that's important to point out is that it's truly about the baby Jesus. Yes, and the birth of the baby Jesus and the real meaning of today. And some guy taking a dump in the corner. And the guy taking a dump. The Kagana Kajana. I know. <laughs> Will Siri know? Yeah, what is he? Okay, yeah, let's find out what Siri... Well, let's find out what Siri has to say. Hey, Siri. <laughs> is it okay... Hi. Oh. Is it okay to defecate during a Christmas nativity? On the web for is it okay to defecate during a Christmas nativity? <laughs> and the first entry that comes up is the Kagana. Okay. Yeah. Is there more information about the Kagana that we can find out? Because I would like to... Wikipedia, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't be Tofop without one visit to Wikipedia. Uh, Kagana is in pyjamas? Now, it says the pronunciation, the Catalan pronunciation uh-huh. is Kayane. 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 Like Kanye, but not. Kayane. Kiena. No, K Kena. 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 The G is silence. Kena. 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 A Kena. Western Catalan is a figurine depicted in an act of defecation appearing in nativity scenes in Catalonia. (laughs) (laughs) Again, I know that we've backed over this a little bit, but I'm not sure that we recognised at the time how in fucking sane this is that if you go to a nativity, like all I'm thinking about is like 
church and fucking shop windows <laughs> and they have included in this like who is this guy like is he a guy who just like in the story of jesus right <laughs> who like, is this one mad mate <laughs> you know because it's always guy. one all right, in the apostles it's always yeah. one guy the guy who eats the euro right the guy does a fucking nudie run. It's a, so one you know guy got dead. It's the third wise man. Yeah. Who's not really that wise. There's like actually two really this wise guys. This is an Adam Sandler film. <laughs> Three wise men and the wise man's little brother. Mate, this is an Adam, an Adam Sandler, Sandler film. Yeah. I watched The Ridiculous Six the other day and oh. what we've just come up with is so much better than anything in that film. So it's about this. You set it around. This is your perfect Sandler film. You set it around the birth of Jesus and Sandler is the dickhead wise man. Like, you know, the other wise man was sick or whatever that night and he has to ride along on this night being a wise man. He brings myrrh. Yeah. He shits in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> so, here's $50 million. Uh, okay. Uh, he shits in Catalonia and neighbouring areas with Catalan culture such as Andorra, Valencia and Northern Catalonia. Does he leave in a the shit? south of France. Like... Do you give each other like... Well, let me get to it. Is this your sort of... Is that their Yule log? Nice one. <laughs> it is most popular and widespread in these areas, but can be also found in other areas of Spain, uh-huh. Portugal, and southern Italy. Okay. The name El... No, what is it? Kena. 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 The name El Kena literally means the crapper or... <laughs> <laughs> Elcano literally means the crapper or the shitter. Traditionally, the figurine is depicted as a peasant wearing the traditional Catalan red cap, which is known as the Baratina. And Hang his- on. So he's wearing like, he's essentially a drunk guy coming home from a football game, right? Yeah, he's yeah. got his team colours on yeah, wearing, and he's taking a shit in the fucking corner. Collingwood Guernsey. He's like, oh, fuck, no, I've got to get, mate, I, mate, fucking Jerusalem got fucking murdered tonight. I've got to be honest with you. Uh... Are they in, where are they in, in, in the manger? Is it Bethlehem or are they in I Jerusalem? Know, I don't know, whatever. Where are the fuck they? Are? Yeah. So they're in Bethlehem and the Bethlehem, you know, badgers have been fucking murdered in the local yeah. sports that night and he's come home on the way home and he's like, fuck, where can I shit? No, you know what it's like. I'm not going to make it to a toilet. Do you remember when we went to the M&M concert oh, and yeah. it was fucking packed and we were both busting for a piss as yeah. the concert ended, but like there's what, 80,000 people, people trying to leave the stadium. Right. And we were never going to make it to a toilet. We were right next to a park. And so right. Will and I said, all right, let's just fucking bolt for the exit because everyone will go in the toilets. Right. When we get fucking clear way into the park, we'll fucking take a piss. Right. Apparently we were the only ones with that fucking idea. Because literally, like I think in a gay rest stop, you would see fucking like less dudes running around with their dicks out. There's so many people running into the trees to piss. I mean, there was literally more guys with their dicks out in parks, uh, in that same park, after Eminem than there was during Sydney Mardi Gras. <laughs> it was like that scene in the end of Attack of the Clones where all the, uh, where all the Jedis are running around with lightsabers everywhere. That's what it looked like. But even in that amount of people pissing in a park, not one person shitting. <laughs> not one person that I saw going, this is a good place for a shit. So this guy on, fucking, on Christmas Day, or on Christmas Eve, has decided that he's going to have a shit in a barn yeah. next to the baby Jeebus. El Kina. Volcano. Volcano. Uh, traditionally, the figurine is depicted as a peasant wearing the traditional Catalan red cap. Yep. Team colours, we're assuming. And with his trousers down, showing his bare backside and defecating. So it's an I action mean, shot. But again, let's just 
Just for a fucking second. We had a controversy in Australia this week because one of the local councils in their nativity scene had depicted the baby Jesus as being of brown or black coloured skin. So they had a doll that was a baby Jesus and it was like brown or black coloured. And their argument was, yes, because if there were a person called Jesus and they grew up in the Middle East, chances are they probably weren't white, right? Fair assumption to make about like the story of Jesus. Then people got mad because they were like, oh, and it was a girl doll. And they were like, no, 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 it was like a, a doll. And those dolls don't have cocks and yeah. shit. Like, it's a doll. It's a doll. They have no genitals at all, right? We're mad about that. Yet you're saying in this place, <laughs> it's a tradition that they will have a guy taking a shit in the nativity scene and they will depict the guy literally. It's not like a him afterwards with his hand on his face like, oh, no, I didn't. But literally... His bare buttocks, him taking a shit is... How is this explained? I don't understand this. The exact origin... Okay, the, here we go. The this Kena, is what I know. Where, the Kena is known. It's unknown. It's unknown. But the tradition has existed since at least the 18th century. According to the society, Amixtel Kena, Friends of the Kena, it is believed to have entered the nativity scene by the late 17th or 18th century. Just by the way... Which is also known as the frat century. But also, by the way, good on you guys... For seeing this tradition and going, fuck it, we're starting a secret society. Uh, so it was during the Baroque period. An Iberian votive deposit... Because the Baroque went off with the corner. Was found, <laughs> was found near Tornabas in the Urgul, Urkel, let's call it Urkel, depicting a holy Liberian, Iberian warrior defecating on his Falcata. What's a Falcata? He's a supercat. Falcata. It's a sword. What? He's defecating on his yeah, sword. He was shitting on his sword? <laughs> Maybe he just had something to really... You know, like, sometimes when you take a shit, it hurts. And you're like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah, but you start... Sort of, like, it's, there's no point chopping it up once Maybe it's, it's the world's worst sword swallower. <laughs> <laughs> it's the aftershock of the world's worst sword swallower. It's like, Johnny, you're not actually meant to swallow the sword. No, no, no you idiot. <laughs> he oh, said, my God, this is going to hurt. To be honest, the swallowing's the easy bit. <laughs> This led to a brief altercation between the Institute de Etrudes Catalans and uh -huh. the Department of Arquilogia in the Consul... What? This is just trying to fuck me up. The Consellaria de Cultura of the Generalitat de Vlata as to whether the find can <laughs> be regarded as proto-Kenya, which would place the origin of this tradition far earlier than previously thought. Uh -huh. So what they're saying is, is the dude shooting on his sword related to the Christmas tradition? They don't know. There's two thought schools falling out at all. Can you imagine that was some, someone has written a university paper on... Someone has a PhD in whether or not a depiction of a dude shitting on his sword is somehow related to the modern-day tradition of a shitting garden gnome. PhD. I mean, it's an amazingly fascinating like story, though. make fun of, like, liberal, like, you know, liberal stereotypes. But when someone has published that paper, I'm like, I can, I can get one. No, but, but here's the, the, uh, the argument I would make to counter that, Charlie, is when you hear that this is a thing, do you not want to know more than anything else where this came from and how this originated? I want to know <laughs> about this shitter in the corner. Like, that they have a tradition that in their nativity, there's just a dude dropping trowel and laying one out. Laying out a deuce. But in... Well, Jesus is being born. 
The Bondi Nugget. Like, he's just like, hey, guys. Like, he's waving to the three wise men. Got any fucking presents for this? How about some myrrh on top of this, mate? In Catalonia, uh-huh. as well as the rest of Spain and most of Italy and southern France, traditional Christmas decorations often, often consist of a large model of the city of Bethlehem, similar to the nativity scenes in English-speaking in the English-speaking world, but encompassing the entire city rather than the typical manger scene. So oh, like okay. So it's not just a manger. It's more like a... Expanded like, universe. It's like Springfield. It's the expanded universe. Yeah. Uh, this is, is often a reproduction of a pastoral scene, a traditional Catalan farmhouse as a central setting with a child in a manger and outlying scenes, including a washerwoman by the river, a woman spinning, shepherds herding their sheep and walking towards the manger with gifts, three wise men approaching on horseback, the annunciation scene with the angel and the shepherds, the star pointing the way, etc. Commonly, materials such as moss will be used to represent grass, with cork used to represent mountains or cliffs. Get to the guy shitting. That's what we want to know, Wikipedia. What represents shit? (laughs) (laughs) There's just a glass house DVD. (laughs) Another variant is to make the setting oriental with the wise men arriving by camel and the figures dressed accordingly. Yeah. The cana is a particular and highly popular feature of modern Catalan nativity scenes. It is believed to have entered the nativity scene by the late 17th or 18th century during the Baroque period. Uh-huh. Eminent folklorist, 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 <laughs> eminent folklorist, Joan Amades, called it an essential piece and the most popular figure of the nativity scene. Right. Of course it is! <laughs> because Christmas is about kids. Imagine being fucking three years old and seeing that and your parents being okay with it. It would blow your mind. But also, literally just examine that sentence for a minute. The most important person in the nativity scene. Literally, you're celebrating the birth of the baby Jesus and you're like, you know what though? You know who the real star of that day was for mine? The guy shitting in the corner. (laughs) The most popular character. So literally, although the Beatles claimed it, the Kenya is literally bigger than Jesus. Bigger than Jesus. Yeah. Yes, he was like he was like the hipster. That everyone was like, you know what? Who the real star of that day was? <laughs> I wasn't even looking at the baby. I was looking at the guy shooting in the corner. That's real fucking. That that actually tells me about life, mate. <laughs> hipster. It can also be found in parts of southern southwestern Europe, including Mercia, 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 God, the region just south of the Valencia in Spain, where they are called Cayones. Cayones. Okay, well, is the G silent? C-A-G-O-N-E-S. Okay, yeah. Cayones. Yeah. In Naples, known as Kekon or Pastor Chicaca. <laughs> Pastor Chicaca. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's almost on a, on a matter of Pierre, right? Chicaca. <laughs> All right. Uh, and in Portugal, it's known as Gagus. There's a sculpture of a person defecating hidden inside the cathedral of uh, Ciudad Rodrigo, province of Salamanca. Though it's not part of the nativity scene. <laughs> what? So they have their own separate. He's just, he's busted out of the Christmas genre. Right. In fucking. Oh, now he's Salamanca. using everything. Now, now they've got a statue of him just taking a shit. He's like, because like, the kids he's, love it. Well, he's like, where's Wallet? Yeah. He's just like, just get him on. Get him on your show. Do a shit. He's the I didn't do it guy. Yeah. Accompanying Mary, Joseph, Jesus, and the shepherds and company, and the Kenya is often tucked away in the corner of the model, typically near the manger scene. It's just hidden. Like it's a, it's like Jeff Hook and his hook. This is your, yeah, it's totally. your hidden message. There's a photo. 
So what you've got, it's like a little sort of um, pewter statue. I don't, I'd say it's like, you know, 12 inches tall. I do, yeah. And it's a, a, a plump fellow with a, a floppy red cap and a white <gasps> shirt and his jock trow. And he's squatting down. Good squat position, actually. I mean, good That's squat. Engaged his core. You know what, he's got, he's got, got good, quads. yeah. Good um, and there is a sizable chunk of um, defecate. Coming out. Well, it's out of him. It's but, all out. But it's a giant amount of shit. It's like... If you did that shit that big, you much. would be horrified. Too much. But secretly proud? Well, you'd be like, I feel lighter. Yeah, I would be secretly proud. Like, once that was out of me... Mate. If it was that unbroken, I'd be like, I'm pretty proud of that. Mate. There are people who've been on The Biggest Loser for three weeks who haven't lost that much weight. Yeah, it's like That is like a... That'd be if like... shut a, a, a basketball. Mate, that's like hard rubbish night. That's <laughs> like when you're just like... That, that's a guy deciding he's going to be a minimalist. I think he's missing vital organs after taking that shit. Yeah. I can't tell. Yeah. 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 Okay. Explanations. <laughs> yeah, let's find out more. Possible reasons for placing a figure representing a person Why? in the act of yeah. emptying his bowels... In a scene which is widely considered holy, include... Is widely considered holy. <laughs> yes. The Kenya. By creating feces, is fertilising the earth. Yeah, I, I I, keep hearing this fucking fertilising the earth excuse, but if you shit in the corner of the Lord and Saviour being born... You're a child, a newborn. If you shit in the vicinity of any newborn, like if you are shitting your pair, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... The one thing I do know about babies is germ-free environment is kind of very important. <laughs> so hey, if you are just taking a shit, thanks everyone to coming to uh, Andy's christening. Uh, I particularly <laughs> like to thank Greg who's taking a shit in the communal wine. Like the fuck? Yeah, but that's like anybody. We're talking about our Lord and Savior. Like, like a star pointed the way to this barn. A virgin is giving birth. Three wise men have turned up. A shepherd. You were blind drunk. You stumble into that party. You'd still have the awareness not to just go take a dump in the corner. Let, let's say the Kenya was just coming home from the footy, drunk, busting. It was like, oh, shit, in that barn. There'll be no one in there. Kicks the door in, undoes his pants, looks up and sees, like, the baby there and stuff. Mate, it's you the... would clench, apologise, and walk out. You wouldn't just... It's the press conference from the Naked Gun movie. <laughs> you know, where, like, he's... <laughs> Still got the microphone on when he goes to the toilet. That's oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. According to the ethnographer Joan Amadit, yeah, it was a customary figure in nativity scenes in the 19th century because people believed that this deposit symbolically. Fertilized the ground at the nativity scenes, which became fertile and ensured the nativity scene for the following year. And with it, the health of body and peace of mind required to make the nativity scene. I mean, what a fucking. With the sentence is still going. With the joy and happiness brought about by Christmas near the hearth and his magical shit. All I'm going to say is what a glass half full way of looking at the world. Yeah. Like the, the fact that some guy has shit in the corner of your nativity scene and you are spinning that like. It's fertilizing. I mean, that's just a, you know what? What a great Christmas message. I mean, maybe that's what it is. It's like, you know what? We've spun in the spirit of this occasion, this guy shit in the corner of the most special time of all time. 
and we've decided to make it part of our myth because that's what we believe Christmas is about, including people with all their flaws. And who amongst us hasn't, metaphorically at least, shat in the corner of the nativity scene at some stage? We all have. Yeah. And that's the real Christmas message. Hashtag don't shit the manger. Don't shit the manger. <laughs> wow. All right. Many modern caners represent celebrities and authority figures. I love that. I love that. Oh, so they're satirical? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, nice. By representing them with their pants down, the Kenya serves as a leveling device to bring yep. the mighty down. Oh, see? I mean, it's like a... So not level. even Jesus. It's Occupy fucking Bethlehem. Okay, here we go. He's a, he's a, even he's Jesus. A like, it's just like, okay. So you're... If you're saying that it's actually a way to kind of... To level, like... Level the playing field, and uh-huh. it's for the nativity scene, and it's uh, a good way to say no one is too big to be. What if your Kenya is a grown up Jesus taking a shit? Do Christians come at you, or are you saying no? Like Jesus, not even Jesus is even Jesus is. <laughs> well, first, <laughs> shit. mate, what a bumper sticker. <laughs> Even even <laughs> even Jesus needs a shit, man. Right? Even Jesus has to take a shit. Well, if Jesus came to earth, that's an interesting question, right? <laughs> so <laughs> just say Jesus came to earth. Here we go. And he was like, I've eaten a lot of Mexican. Yeah. I've just come home. In the spirit of this day, let's just I when we first started doing TOEFOP all those years ago, but not that many episodes ago. Um <laughs> One of the first conversations we had about was about Superman and Superman going to the bathroom. I, so I extend this idea and I ask it in this correlation, not wanting to offend anyone on this holiest of holy days, etc. No, because I just answer me this. I'm, I'm just intellectually curious as a thought experiment. Jesus came to earth as a man, right? Mm-hmm. But But the kind of premise of Jesus was, that he, he was just like a man, right? An, an ordinary man who happened to be the son of God, but he... he had man's foibles. Yeah. He, he did some miracles and shit, but he wasn't like... He wasn't like Superman. He, wasn't he didn't have like superpowers, no. like bullets and like... He was just a man, right? pain. Yeah, right? And he was tempted. That's the whole part of it. He was tempted. He like... And when he like died, he felt all that pain. It yeah. wasn't like the whole time he was up that there was on the, the cross. suffering going, in the garden. When right. He went to, when he found out that he had to be crucified and he went to see his dad, he's like, oh, you're fucking kidding me. I have to go through that. And his dad's like, sorry, buddy. You're going to save the human race. You've got to die in this way. And he's like, I don't want to do it. Since it's going to hurt. Like, yeah, it will. But, you know, that's what selfless people do. Go on, fella. Go on, fella. Right. That was the point of the story, right? Yeah. So, did Jesus go to the bathroom? Of course he did. Yeah. So, like, so Jesus, like, was just, like, yeah. shitting and yes. weighing like a normal person. Yeah. The, the, those probing is you're getting. I mean, well, I'm just interested because I've never really thought about this. Human. So he was like, "Yeah, everybody poops." Well, the, the REM song. <laughs> 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 um, no, I, I guess the question I'm asking you is, I mean, because like, you know, Jesus said, "Take this. This is my body. Take this. This is my blood." Mm-hmm. Like. Was he ever like, take this, this is my poo? Well, I mean, because you can You know what he is, is it? 
He gave it to my brown paper bag. He said, take this and set it on fire. Put it on the neighbor's lawn. <laughs> no, but maybe like, because he could turn water into wine. Surely he could turn like... Poop into it. Yeah, right? Floss. Yeah, whatever. Well, I guess so. Like magic shit. Like just like... I don't know how that kind of transmogrification stuff worked. Like, I don't know his power of, like, creating all the loaves and fishes and stuff. Like, it's never fully been explained by science. <laughs> so, I guess we better just take their word for it. You know what I'm saying? That seems to make the most sense, Will. I don't know how he did all those miracles and stuff, but we know he did them. So, I think despite the lack of scientific evidence or correlating facts, best thing we can do is just accept it. And anything else anyone tells us, that we, is the word of God. We should accept it until we can prove it. Yeah. And in no other circumstance. <laughs> um, all right. Next one. Oh, no, next one. This is uh, about, still about, <laughs> yeah, the, about the, the Cana. Oh, Cana. As to the charge of blasphemy, as Catalan anthropologist Miguel de Lado has pointed out, the mm. grotesque rather than the negation of the divine may actually signify an intensification of the sacred. Okay. For what could be more grotesque than the crucifixion of Jesus, uh-huh. a bloody public torture and execution is the defining moment in the story of Christianity. Sure. That's very deep. That's I a mean, kind that's of, true. That sounds like a like a like someone who has a, like an arts degree. But also, here's the thing I would ask about that is, he's not at the crucifixion. If some dude in the corner was taking a shit at the crucifixion, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I get Yeah, this. it's a good point. I get this. I hear what you're saying. Like, yeah. you know, like, you're saying shit happens. Like, that's the kind of whole point of the Bible, right? Like, in summary, like, the whole point of the Bible is like, oh, shit yeah. happens, right? So, like, if a guy was shitting at that time, I yeah. get that. But this is the birth of the baby G. But I think that's what they're saying. Rather than negation of the divine, it might actually signify... An intensification of the sacred. I mean, is there any chance that Mary, because again, I don't because, really, no, because saying, like, but they're saying the lifetime of Jesus, uh-huh. him being crucified, yeah, is the most obscene thing you've seen. Not a guy taking a shit. That's what I think oh. the argument is. The argument is, why are you distracted by a guy doing something that every Everyone single does. human being has to do, rather than torture, rather than torture the fact that the nail most, of a human being, the son of God has been sent to this earth and we've killed him. Yeah. Why yeah. are you concentrating? That's what they've written. You know what? The, the, I mean, the Kenya is deeper than we... And you know what ready. I love about this? This topic proves more than any other topic that you can make up whatever you want about anything. <laughs> <laughs> In his essay, Le Virtute Civic del Kenya, The yeah. Civic Virtues of the Defecator. What is it called? The Civic Virtues of the, the Defecator. The Civic Virtues of the Defecator. Okay. Uh, it's a sequel to How to Make an American Quiz. Yeah. Eight parts in American anthropologist Brad Erickson Brad. argues that Catalans use the Kenya to process and respond to contemporary social issues such as immigration and the imposition of public civility regulations. Okay, so it's more like a public comment. It's like Banksy. Yeah, but I guess it's been th- Banksy is 300 years old. Yeah, but it's like a 300-year-old Banksy where it's like... I mean, that is a very Banksy thing to do. You can imagine, mm. like, if someone was like, oh, hey, there was this, like, big nativity yeah, scene Christmas, in New York, whatever. and, like, and, yeah, and yeah. Banksy's, like, put someone shitting in the corner. Yeah, he should do that. He should yeah. paint it on the wall of, like, the Times Square or something. <laughs> the Kenya was the most mischievous, this is fair opinions, the Kenya was the most mischievous and out-of-place character of the uh, Pespre, which is nativity scenes, otherwise idyllic landscape. You he think? was the other. <laughs> 
you think he was the most outrageous? You know, you know what's hilarious? Was the guy sh- who brought myrrh was like, oh, he was like, oh God, I've really embarrassed myself. Everyone else has brought golden frankincense. And they're like, oh, don't worry about that. Barry's shitting in the corner. I was down in Melbourne uh, a few weeks ago and uh, in this part of town, it's like a lovely little, you know, uh, coastal suburb, very village-like. And the uh, Presbyterian Church was having this like nativity fair. I was uh-huh. walking past my early morning walk. And so... They, it was very cute, the very old English village thing was like a cake stall and stuff. And they had set up like, you know, all these different um, stages of nativity and had like people dressed like, you know, shepherds and stuff. And they had like, uh, you know, sheep running around. And then there was two carpenters and there was like an angel and Mary and all this kind of stuff. I really wish there'd been a Kanye, uh, a Kana in the corner. Like there was no old man like with his pants down <laughs> just shitting under a tree. That would have made it so much better. I feel ripped off now. And also just remember, if you happen to walk anywhere on Christmas Day or around the Christmas season and you do see a person shitting themselves publicly, you know what you should do? Just say to them, and a Merry Christmas to you. Yes. And to all good And to all good shit. The Kenya represented the spoil sport that we have inside all of us. And that's why it's not surprising that it was the most beloved figure amongst children and above all adolescents who are already beginning to feel rather like outsiders at the family celebration. Yeah, fuck Christmas, Yeah, man, man. shit on Christmas. You yeah, know what I'm doing? Fuck on the baby sh- Jesus. I'm taking fucking shit, shit in the manger. Corner, man. Hashtag shit in the manger. Hashtag emo Jesus. The Kenya is a hidden figure and yet is always sought out like the lost link between transcendence and, co- and, and, and contingency. Without the Kenya, there'd be no nativity scene but rather a liturgy, and there would be no real country, just a false landscape of a model. Shut up. Wanker. Joan Barrel, go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) The Kenya seems to provide a counterpoint to so much ornamental hullabaloo. I mean, that's true. So much emotive treacle and so much contrived beauty. It's cutting through the shit. You reckon? So you think it's counterculture. Yeah. It's it's punk rock of the 18th century. I mean, yeah, it's a commentary on... So it's kind of like... If in 200 years the Sex Pistols is like in Target or something like that. Well, virtually is. I saw a Kurt Cobain t-shirt in Target. No, Kmart. Oh, like, mate. Wow. Like, yeah. I mean, that sort of... I, that, and when I saw that, I was like, I am officially irrelevant. My time has passed. Get on the bus. You're done. It's Logan's run time. Zap, zap, old man. <laughs> the Kenya, like so many other things that have undergone filtering of a great many generations, is a cult object with a playful... Aesthetic and superficial devotion that we feel towards all the silly things that fascinates us, deep, fascinate us deep down. It was by Geordie Soller. Well done. Um, the practice is tolerated by the Catholic Church okay. in the areas where the Kenya is popular. Although, no, although the tradition has popular support, opinion is divided as to whether it is wholly appropriate, uh-huh. as not all nativity scenes include Kenyas. No, of course they don't. In fact, I would say the majority oh of them worldwide don't. You'll never believe how deep this goes. Oh. The Kenya is not the only defecating character Shut in the Catholic up. Christmas tradition. Shut up! Another is Tio de Nadal, which also makes extensive use of the image of fecal matter. <laughs> a log, which is also called Etio, with a face painted on it, which has to be fed for several weeks. It's told to defecate on Christmas Eve and magically <laughs> produces candy for children. A candy that has supposedly come from its bowels. Hang on. Are you saying that there was a second shitter on the grassy you knoll? Because, and that second shitter shits out candy. Like some sort of fucking Willy Wonka. Piñata. Yeah, piñata. Yeah, so but it basically it's a giant piece of shit 
that Hang takes on. a shit. Oh, it, and it's then also a shit. Yeah, it is. A, yeah, that's right. It's uh, it makes extensive use of fecal matter. It's a log with the face painted on it. Oh, no, it's a log. You feed a log. And then the log but is Yeah, but is it like a log of no, shit? No, I think you like, get a, a log like of water a log. out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like a, like a piñata. Okay. But essentially, shit takes a piece of shit and then you eat it. Or play with it. It is two girls, one cup. Mate, it's like, than, it's, like, it's like Jesus said, life shit, then you die. <laughs> Other mentions of feces and defecation are common uh-huh. in Catalan folklore. What is going on with this? <laughs> <laughs> I know, the Germans have a bad rap. Indeed, a popular Catalan scene... For use before a meal is menya be, kaya foto I no tingue por la mort. Eat well, shit a good deal, and don't be afraid of death. Shut up. Is that really? Yeah, I'm gonna get the tattoo to my. Tell me what it is again. Eat well, shit a good deal. Shit a good deal. Don't be afraid of death. Don't be afraid of death. Eat well, shit shit a good deal. Don't be afraid of death. That's their version of Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Clear full, heart, clear hearts, heart, full, full moon. Full moon. Nah, take a <laughs> shit, <laughs> eat it. <laughs> clear bowels, full <laughs> stomach. Wipe clean. <laughs> Can't <laughs> shit. In, in his book Barcelona, architecture. Critic, <laughs> you know what's amazing about this story? If this was a fucking film, we've been going along thinking that the 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 Kanya is the fucking villain the big bad and then the third act it reveals that it's actually fucking tia Na- tia de nadal the fucking shitting log oh yeah you have to eat well how this should be how kanye uh saved christmas how kanye <laughs> i don't know the what kanye. it's called how the kanye self no they cannot the ca- oh, yeah. they, whatever yeah it can be found in other european cultures okay. either as important or local minor traditions and it's known as a bunch of countries Traditions and modern portrayals. Oh wow, there's so many. you can literally go to a shop that is littered with dolls taking a shit. Oh my god! Like whole shelves. This is crazy. I've um, never heard of this before. Traditionally portrayed as a peasant man, typically wearing a hat, a red sucking hat. I mean, I love man. the fact that he's gone the effort to put his hat on. Yeah. To go out and have a shit in the street. Uh, in addition to the traditional design, you can easily find other characters assuming the uh, position, such as nuns. What? Devils. Santa Claus. Oh, he had nothing to do. Why bring Santa into it? Why bring... Celebrities, athletes, historical figures, politicians, Spanish royalty, British royalty, and other famous people, past and present. Oh, my God, Will. I mean, it's the Larry... Well... It's the Larry... Well... What? (laughs) You know what we have to get made for Christmas next year? Oh, what? Tofop. Oh, shitting... You and I (laughs) taking a shit, and people can put them in their nativity scenes. Oh, my God. Like... They've got to be up. There has to be the technology to do that. If you I are mean, a sculptor or something. I mean, I guess we could. Oh, right, hang on. Maybe someone put... You can't take our image and do it. <laughs> we have to be part of it. Don't do that. That's not funny if you do that. It's only funny if we do it. Uh, I mean, this is crazy. Just after his election as US president in 2008, a paper of Barack Obama was made. Oh, okay. I was about to say, how did Obama get involved? <laughs> Um, okay, there's controversy. Okay. Wow, it's a big one. Taking be great shit. if, in like, in the next Avengers film, yeah. there was just, like, when the Avengers all got together, there was just a guy shooting in the corner <laughs> for in, no reason. In 2005, the Kayenna, I can't remember. I El, El Kanye. Can we just call it the shitter. 
In 2005, the Barcelona City Council provoked a public outcry by commissioning the nativity scene, which did not include a shitter. Hang on, they got a public outcry because they did not have a person shitting next to the baby Jesus. The world is upside down. The local government was reported to have been, to have countered these criticisms by claiming that the shitter was not included because of a civility ordinance uh-huh. that had made public defecation and public urination illegal. Meaning... In Bethlehem? The shitter was now setting a bad example. No, it was in Barcelona. Okay. So hang on, are you saying up until 2005, it was fine to publicly shit in Barcelona? Yeah, dump city. Well, I mean, I guess if one of your, like, leading icons is doing it, how could you not? Yeah. Who's that? Barack Obama or us? No, the shitter. Ah! Like, you know what I mean? You've gone to church every year and you've seen... Yeah. That sounded amazing in my headphones. (laughs) Like, like it was someone going, please end this podcast. (laughs) Uh, one one writer of a letter to the editor asserted a nativity scene without the shitter is not a nativity scene. A second writer offered a win-win solution. He suggested including the shitter, but also placing a figure of a police officer with a pen and a clipboard Shut standing up. next to him. Uh, but also uh, writing a ticket for the infraction. Uh, uh, that's some fucking left-leaning wussbag fucking hey guys. Look, I understand your point of view. Yeah, I understand your point of view. Hey, I love tradition. Yeah. And one but of the we, great things the is to reflect today, native, indigenous, but people will be just thinking. shit in the streets. It's cool. And it's just not cool. So here's what I we don't do. Want, we, I don't want Emerald growing up. All I'm saying is we juxtapose the ideas. Now, here's now, the thing. I also think we should question authority. Now, so I think the two of them together is like at one, representing our love for authority, but our questioning of... Could we just also have just... Make sure in the TV scene, we make it clear that neither Mary or Joseph agree in vaccinations for Jesus. Exactly. Because, like, I mean, it's proven that vaccinations can actually do more uh, harm than, than yeah, they exactly. do good. Course, so could we just uh, also include that in the TV scene? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that Judas has autism. So the writers said that these three objectives, respect the tradition, comply with the ordinance, and educate the public about how it is being reinforced, and finally demonstrate how important it is to respect the law. I would argue that you're doing the opposite. You are taking a shit in front of a policeman yeah, with a note that's that out. Disrespectful. That's disrespecting the law. That is, yeah, mixed messages there. Yeah. In um, a general sense, next time you meet a police person, if you did a shit in front of them and they got it, their notebook out and booked you, you wouldn't be like, look at us. <laughs> look at us. Yeah. This is what isn't this, this is what you don't do. <laughs> don't do what Donnie Don't does. Finally, the head of Parks and Gardens publicly denied prohibiting the shitter in the first place, oh saying that it was the artistic decision of the artist commissioned by the city to design and install in the nativity scene. But literally, we're talking about a world where a public government official has had to make a statement to say it was the artist's choice. Not to include the shitter. Like, not the opposite way, which is normally like, yeah. well, you know we what? We didn't ask that piss Christ yeah. going up. It was but it's an artistic yeah. decision. Yeah. Like, there are literally people going, why is there no good shitting <laughs> in the nativity? Why isn't that crucifix dumped in that urine? Following a campaign against the shitter's absence called Salvern L. Pagna, as in save the shitter, the widespread <laughs> media criticism, Pena, the widespread media criticism, Hang on, sorry. 
Following a campaign against the Kenya's absence called Southern El Kenya as in safety shit and widespread media criticism, the 2006 nativity scene restored the Kenya who appeared on the northern side of the nativity near the dry riverbed. Oh, nice. The end. And that's how we'll end our special uh, Tofop Christmas special. Do you have anything to plug? Uh, my Fire at Will tour is on sale. Um, Adelaide, Brisbane and Melbourne. I'm doing fewer shows in Melbourne this year. Uh, so same amount of tickets. Well, we've got about a couple of hundred less uh, tickets than we sold last year available, but about the same amount, but less shows. So um, getting quick for that is what I would say. Um, yeah, Adelaide, Brisbane, Melbourne, uh, Sydney. Uh, the show will be at the Opera House at the Concert Hall on April the 7th, but it's not on sale yet, but it's going to be one night only in Sydney. Uh, hopefully two shows that night on the 7th so keep that free and uh, Perth uh, first week of May I'm in Hong Kong uh, January 6th and 7th um, doing my old show Free Will um, over there January 6th and 7th my first ever visit to Hong Kong and uh, you know if you know people in Hong Kong or if you are in Hong Kong uh, come and see the show you're brushing up your uh, local knowledge Chinese yeah I mean, my, like a lot of people speak English, and I'm assuming most of the people coming to see my show will speak English. But I mean, I'll try. So you to have work. to always work local. Like, you know, what's the bad neighborhood in Hong Kong so you can sort of say Hong Rong? <laughs> Anyone here from Hong Rong? Is this thing Hong on? Um, what happened yesterday? Committing crimes. <laughs> <laughs> Beaten to death. We might go to Macau for uh, a night because it's a ferry it's, ride it's and, safer than the ball and oh, ad- <laughs> you've ruined Christmas <laughs> anyway that's my plugs um, well before we go I just wanted to take a second um, obviously since we recorded the last podcast um, most of you are aware that Eileen my beautiful mother uh, passed away um, uh, a few weeks ago and I just want to thank everyone who got in touch um she sort of became part of the kind of Tofop family in a roundabout way. Like it was just a spontaneous decision by Will and I one night. Well, a couple of Christmases ago. Yeah. That we were going to be in town together and we we're talking about my mum and uh, Will was like, do you think we could get on the podcast? And we did that and then I did two more with her. And if you haven't heard them, I can highly recommend going back and listening to them. If you want to get the perspective of someone who is going through a pretty rough time and then makes the decision that she's going to die. And, it's kind of, you think it's going to be depressing and um, this is coming from her son, you know, but it really is a, quite an uplifting, inspiring, just her perspective on what she was facing. And I just wanted to assure everyone out there that she, uh, as she was hoping and as she predicted in that final podcast we recorded to have a happy death, she got a happy death. Um, she was surrounded by uh, her kids who loved her. She got to die at home and everyone that was there everyone that you know got to sort of share in that kind of last week it was pretty profound and you know she went out on her terms and and if anyone has gotten in touch uh just know that i've read it and it really meant a lot one of the best things i could do for mum before she died a couple of weeks before she died was to go through twitter and read all your comments all the nice people who kind of said things about her and she was really touched like she honestly i mean most people don't know what a podcast is let alone you know your 81 year old mother um so when I told her that these people were getting in touch because of what she said in the podcast, it blew her mind because she just had no idea. Like, you know, once we had that conversation, where it died. So, um, yeah, thanks, everyone. And uh, yeah, I think it's nice so that she gets to live on 
in the podcast. Yeah, it was interesting. I um I was telling you, you know this, but uh, for the listeners at home, that I was uh, overseas and I it was it was probably a week after she died, and I listened to that final podcast you guys had done together, and even for me who like only had a small opportunity to get to know her. Um, it, it's, it's amazing. I was like, I mean, I know that she was an extraordinary woman in a lot of ways, but it was also one of those things where I was like, to, to have that opportunity to hear someone at the end of their life reflect on their life. I wonder if we miss that opportunity a lot mm-hmm. because I just learned so much, you know, like, and that's just her, you know, that's your mum yeah. with her life and her experience and being able to communicate that in that way. It was, it was a very, yeah, and it was, it was a very lovely, I think it was great. I mean, she had had an amazing life and, and, you know, obviously for everyone who was in that life had been touched so much of it, but I have spoken to you about this a couple of times, but there was one telling thing she says that, and I recommend people listen to this, but she said that she was at the end of her life Mm. and it wasn't in front of her. It was her time to reflect. But that the interesting thing when I was listening to that was, but in these like podcasts that you've done at the end, this is like an encore. This is a thing that you never imagined that you would do. Mm. Like she wasn't sitting around going, fuck, when's Charlie going to get me on the podcast? Like I've got all these opinions. Mm. And then B, to be able to connect with and like, I'm sure there's a whole bunch of people out there who've been going through various things who, you know, got very, yeah, it's, I mean, it's just, it's kind of a lovely, you know, last. Anyway, it's a the uh, it's all fucking sad, isn't it? it no, but it's it, lovely. It is, look, it's, I mean, but you, but you honestly, like yeah. the great thing about the last three years with her is, you know, you sort of grow up with your parents and you know them as a child, and right. as a parent, and then you know them as a teenager, and as a parent. And I feel like, and this probably says more about me than anything. I've only just in the last few years got to know her as an adult, and it's sort of like. I'm really appreciating all the kind of things that I'm discovering about her, you know, through talking to my brothers and sisters who have different impressions of her or her friends or, or her family. And then reading these journals and getting a completely different insight into, like you only know them as all these different stages, but then when you're an adult, it's like she's an individual. And I think that was the relationship she tried to cultivate with all of us kids is once she was done with the mum stuff, which was approximately when I kind of, you know, was out of high school, she then wanted to reset and then get to know everyone as individuals. And if we were going to be friends, then that's great. But if we don't, then, you know, that's fine. And, you know, that's luckily we all got along and, you know, and she and we were all very close afterwards. But it was a real, you know, the thing that sort of has been coming back into my head again and again when I think about her is that, you know, she wanted to be free. She was a very active woman and she was, you know, very uh, curious and you know she had, she's part of a million different community groups and go cycling and traveling all this kind of stuff and then she got something that stopped me from being able to do those things you know and so when she couldn't do those things that she so loved to do well you know she wasn't going to sort of go through the chemo and i think that's just sort of it's about freedom and that's what i have just seen the, the thing that keeps coming back to me is she's free now you know and that's all she wanted with her life. Uh, once she was done with being a mum, was freedom to discover who she was. Right. Freedom to have this new relationship with her kids, self-discovery. Like, it's all... It's sad. Of course it's sad. Losing people is sad. and I'm, I miss her terribly every day. But 
fucking hell, man. Like, talk about dropping the mic. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, there you go. It's probably... Uh, a bit weird to say... Uh, uh, plug our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but um, I we hope, could play the sympathy card. Yeah, no, but I hope everyone has a really um, merry Christmas and yeah. uh, or whatever that means to you. Like yes. you know, it may mean nothing to people, but it's that time of the year. I'm not you know religious at all, as as you know, but I like Christmas because I get to see my family and why not have a day? Fuck, I'd, to be honest, if we got a public holiday for every religion's most special day, I'd fucking have a crack at celebrating them all. Tell me what you know. Tell me what the day off is. And how we celebrate it, and what I need to know, and I'm, you know, I'm happy to be involved. Man. But, but you know, uh, it's been with that story in mind, and what you've said, I think it's a just, it's just a nice note to finish on. So, um, you know, thank, thanks to everyone to, uh, listening and everything as usual. And you know, I guess from both of us, we hope that uh, you know wherever you are in your life, that you're, um, yeah, whether it's good or bad that you remember that that that's what life is like and you know sometimes it, it, you know it'll be better and sometimes it'll be worse and we hope that you have the strength to get through it yeah and if not just watch back to the future i mean works every time. at least the first one the first one i mean then maybe fast forward through the second one and then but really just don't don't you consider it just think of it one. as a standalone film yeah. don't necessarily think it really wrap up the trilogy for you yeah. i'm charlie clausen i'm will anderson <laughs>